do 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 switch mania playcast welcome to episode 43 of the switch mania playcast the wife episode the social distancing episode the nintendo way <laughs> the wife episode <laughs> oh my as JP alludes to, we will get to a portion where we hand the reins of the playcast over to the ladies. And uh, technic- We're not responsible for anything that happens during that period, okay? <laughs> no, see, what's going to happen is we're going to see all this feedback going like, uh, just keep them on and the guys can just go away. Yeah, get rid of the dudes. Like, these guys <laughs> are full shit. That's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> we, we like listening to them. Screw the guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh so my. this is the last episode of the Switch Mania Playcast. There you go. This has been fun, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the Wife Mania Playcast. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> episode 44 <laughs> oh my <laughs> so let's do a little bit of um housekeeping um so as always the switch collector is available for sale at switchopedia.com and higginsalley.com uh it is in printing and um been co- talking with uh, jp and barry and I've been doing heavy, heavy, heavy research into year two. It has been insane, so um, it's going to take a long time. (laughs) Is it amazing that you have all this extra time now that we probably wouldn't normally have if not for the coronavirus? Yeah. I mean, you know, we talk about good and bad, but I mean, it's giving you the opportunity to actually dedicate a lot of time now that you may not have had, really, um, to be focusing on, on your other projects, so... You know, that's a, a good thing, I think, to get a head start on, on year two and then your other books as well. Yeah, and I mean, I probably would have never gotten a year two, honestly, if this didn't happen, because <laughs> I'm just now realizing the time sink that it's it's taken, and uh-huh. something as simple as realizing that nowhere um, online do they talk about where all the physical games are, so I had to do, like, ground pound Excuse research. Me. And Excuse me, year, year two... I did the entire year on my weekly release. I think that was the first yeah. year. Wasn't so, it? so Barry, J- JP wants me to go through his website week by week and look at yeah. every single freaking post. That's going to take me hours upon hours because his website's old. <laughs> you know, you click the drop down and it says weekly releases, and they're all right there in week order. Yeah, and you want me to click through every single one? Fifty-two. I, I need those clicks. Absolutely. On one side of the spectrum. You know, Jeff, you you should use your friend's resource there and and absolutely take advantage of it. And on the other side of the coin, JP, you should pitch in to help your friend by going through for him and saying, here it is. I've got the list for you through my own posts. (laughs) And categorize your games on your website. (laughs) This is a Wix website, people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, so it's like I'm going to... I'll dedicate about 10 hours to doing that sometime, JP. <laughs> like there you go. A full business day of looking through JP's old ass website. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But, um. Hey, I do own all the Fosicals, minus like three right now. That you know of. That's the key. I, I not, I've been pretty good keeping up with them. The big See, ones are the German ones. But you didn't use a definitive. You said pretty good, right, Barry? He said pretty good. He didn't say definitively the, good. <laughs> I heard pretty good. The I only reason good. I didn't go for a full set is because Bandai Namco in Spain last year 
have released a whole bunch of their anime games um, as Fosicles, and I opted not to go for all of them. I should, probably shouldn't, shouldn't have gone for any of them, but I opted to go for just some of them. And then all of a sudden I found out that Bandai Namco in Europe is going to be releasing them. Um, physically so, or Fosicles? Fosicles. They already oh. released them physically. Like, think about it, Dragon Ball Z Fighters, oh. uh, the Naruto games, the One Piece games, Little Nightmares. They released in Spain as Fosicles. <laughs> and now I saw a list showing that they're going to be doing them in Europe along with a whole bunch of other titles, which... I think that's a little dangerous to do because it's like, okay, we've gotten these physically already. I I personally don't want to be double dipping for a physical, and I probably no. won't for most of them. But in Germany, <laughs> in Germany, there's a whole bunch of just true physicals that we've never gotten physically and probably never will. Um, but yeah, it's, it seems to be picking up these uh, these type of releases. And and the other thing that's ironic, JP, is that I have to spend all this time for something that I absolutely will never collect. <laughs> like I, I have no interest in any of this. This is all for like the readers and, and the fans. <laughs> like, oh. yeah, I, I never see a lot of people. I think people. I think this is like one of those like shameful collections that people like collect in secret because they're just too afraid to post. Like I've gone to the point where I'll, I'll post them, but. I never see anybody go like, oh, cool, that came out. It's more like, why? Why did <clears throat> yeah. you buy that? Why did they make that? And I go, oh, maybe I should just keep this in secret. <laughs> well, see, I'm, I'm like, why did they make that, not why did you buy that? And yeah. I think yeah. that's because when I went for the full Vita set, mm-hmm. there are two physicals there in the U.S., which are Minecraft and MLB 15, the show. Both of those actually do have physicals in Europe mm-hmm. or Asia. And I have those as well. It's the only double dips. But I said, you know what? For the full set, this is the American release. It's two games, whatever. <laughs> so when they started with the Switch, I felt the same way. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't really don't want to get them, but <clears throat> technically I need them for a full American set. And mm-hmm. the few double dips I have, which are Constructor Plus and Super Putty Squad, they mm-hmm. had European physicals. I have those as well. So I have them side by side. But the more and more they're doing this, the more and more I'm groaning personally just because I hate buying them especially because to me the value in them um as a personal thing is keeping them sealed because even if the codes expired they're sealed they've never been used once you open it up it's just like you know Mm -hmm. it's literally nothing there is no more a game it's almost like schrodinger's cat you know as long as it's sealed it's still there the code may or may not work (laughs) well the irony is is that i also consider like those cards that you see at walmart Whereas it doesn't mm-hmm. come with a case, but it still comes with a physical card that people could collect. And that's not a case, but it's the same deal. It's like, it's not a game. It's that not, it's, yeah, yeah of I, course. I, but the I thing is, I don't count them. some people might though, because it's literally something you yeah, can sure. collect. Who A lot of people collect cards and those are literally physically released in a store. That's yeah, true. By the company <laughs> and licensed by Nintendo. Like it's. Well, it's if we're like, gonna go even further. Then you also have the um, like the Hollow Knight and the Katamari Damacy plushes oh, that come yep. with a digital code. Yep, and then you have those, which is the same. I, I put that in the same boat as a Sonic Mania, where you had the the mm-hmm. first year physical and then the next year physical release. It's like so the rabbit hole is stupidly deep. I don't like any of it. I'm not going to collect any of it. Some people mm-hmm. will, though. Some people be like, "Well, I love the cards," and I'll be like, "Great." There's like one that's unique. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and I don't <laughs> want it because, like, I mean, you could literally like get that card, have Nintendo like print out a cover, and mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. could have a case for it, and then you have your physically released <clears throat> physical. But, like, again, that's 
how much money? <laughs> it's... I like those little cards, like there were actual pre-order cards, like a Target, where it's mm-hmm. for the physical game. And like when you pre-order, you get to keep the little card. And like when I would get the game, I would stick that little card in the case to keep it, mm-hmm. with like a little momentum. But yeah, a card with a digital code doesn't count to me. Well, and mm. to, to prove that there are people that will collect this in the future, um, there's people that collect the Toys R Us cards. I'm just thinking the same thing. Wait, from like, back in the day? From yeah. back in the day that oh, used to be. They oh, they money, too. Some of well, them. that's just different. That's Toys R Us nostalgia. That counts. What well, about those little slips of paper with just the name of the game on it? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. I know people that collect, like, the Nintendo trays that have the spring in that push the games forward. Like, I know, oh, like, God. and that's the thing is, like, all of this in the future, it's just whether I'm going to focus on it or highlight it, Maybe. Maybe I will. Yeah. Um. Probably well, the not the cards. Probably not the cards, unless there's absolutely yeah. nothing that year, and I'm grasping at straws. But even then, I'll be year, like, "There's nothing." Year ten. We got a card. <laughs> year ten. Oh my god! Don't year put 10. that on me. All that's here is a Wii U port. Look at that. The one still made it over. <laughs> the one Wii U port that's left. <laughs> thanks. 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 Tanks, tanks, tanks. Oh my god, nobody wants that. <laughs> I'll buy it. <sighs> I would too. I would have no choice. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, mean, I, I gotta say, it, it is good that the U.S. has been pretty well behaved in terms of the physicals. They haven't gone with the, as far as I know, they haven't gone with the double dipping, right? They did the Fortnite, and then they've done the ones that U.K. got, which was the Impossible Mission uh, and games like those. But I think if we start to see True physical games starting to get these re-releases. That's going to be a bad sign. Yeah, I, I mean, well, Outer Worlds was almost like that. Yeah, what? and GP twenty is like that. Outer yeah, World. but that's the only one coming out though. No region is getting a true physical of it. Yeah. So to yeah. me, that's like okay. If you're going to release the game one time and it's going to be that way, yeah, I'd rather have the card. But at least you know it's it's one time. But if they do that and then like down the road, it's like oh yeah, here's the here's the cartridge. Then it's like, well, why did you release this first one? And if they do it in the in the reverse, that would be really lazy. Like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Do, a, do a subsequent Sonic re-release. Mania. <laughs> Sonic Mania is the big outlier there because you had the physical to launch, then you had the physical plus, then yeah. you had the physical non-plus. Oh, yeah, my. that was an interesting one. I don't know why. What made them want to go just ten dollars cheaper and just make a basic version? Like, what parent was going to be like, no, Johnny, I won't spend. Thirty dollars to get everything, but I'll spend twenty. <laughs> I think it's more or less like maybe some people didn't like the additions in Plus and just wanted to be able to play the base game again. Mm-hmm. Can you not play the base game at all with Plus? I don't know. I haven't opened it to be honest. With you. <laughs> I haven't had time to play it because I fired it up like uh, <clears throat> Plus, but I and I have the digital, the original. I I I thought it you could like flip-flop it or something i don't know mm-hmm. yeah um yeah, I don't know. that's an interesting one so um there was one thing that happened uh last week jp that i noticed yeah. and something i've been talking about for a long time and i didn't lose the manuals for the switch collector yeah <laughs> i didn't order them <laughs> like i only ordered five as a demo and uh-huh. so I was looking everywhere for the 50 manuals and I was talking because the editor actually did the ma- printed the manuals for, for us and the editor yeah. of the book. And he's like, uh, yeah, you never ordered them. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, <laughs> crap. Okay, here you go. Here's the order. So it's ordered now. <laughs> They'll be Yay, awesome. Yeah. Um, I think people are really going to like that manual. It's going to oh, be so it's, nice. It's cool. It's high quality. I mean, the mm-hmm. guy does professional work anyways when it comes to like 
doing. He's the guy who did the Deadpool NES release. Oh wow! That's yeah, awesome. and he edits the my books. <laughs> like it's uh, this That's room awesome. is an illusion. Is the guy? He's really really talented. Um, but yeah, it's it should be interesting. Um, back in the day when he edited, he did um, make some contributors mad uh, based on he used to like change how wording was for some people. Mm-hmm. He stopped doing that recently, but like <laughs> he stopped that. But like like the first, I think it was a Super Nintendo book. I had some some people were like, "Why did he change what I said?" <laughs> it's like it's like because it didn't it read it read wrong it read like a child mm-hmm. wrote it like I don't know <laughs> I wanted to read professional man um so interestingly with we mentioned uh, Barry mentioned COVID um so all the switches are sold out all the ring fits are sold out it's still okay, gone that, I'm sorry that that's the weird thing because I knew ring fit overseas I thought was like hard to get and all of a sudden my friend today was going hey, do you know where I can find the ring fit? And I'm like, in the U.S.? So I start looking, and I just typed it in Google. All of a sudden, I start seeing $250, $300, and I go, what? I'm like, is that because of our playcast? I mean, I know we were really good about talking <laughs> about this game, but I didn't think it was, you know, sold out worthy. And uh-huh. it was, and, and I asked, I, I told my friend, I said, when did this become rare and hard to get? He's like, when everyone got stuck at home. And I go, all right, well, that could make sense too. I mean, they, yeah. you know, they had the update um, that they had talked about during the mini direct, but wow, I, I was really surprised because I remember it being just readily on the shelves for the longest time. And now it's this hard to get game. And it's just, it's very interesting. And um, I didn't have to comment. I don't think it's that Nintendo won't be making anymore, but they did stop production. Mm-hmm. So, like, they'll like undoubtedly now that it's sold out and they've done they've just done an update. They'll probably release more in the future, but yeah. again, we're we're in a uncertain world right now, so I, it's gonna be a while. And yeah. <laughs> like, I had I had they, people reaching out to me. You know, you talk about like I mean, we talk about the switches being sold out everywhere. We talk about Ring Fit. Mm-hmm. But if you just look at like recent releases, like one thing that I normally do is I've been lately buying my games from PlayAsia because I just get the credit from there. And every time I do my weekly release post, I'll go on PlayAsia and I'll pre-order you know, all the games coming out. And I notice that there's delays now, which even though they're still shipping, they're obviously having issues getting supply on a timely basis you know, from the U.S. or anywhere else. So I was like, okay, well, you know what, maybe I'll just you know, pick up some of the games here. I go on Amazon, sold out. I go on Best Buy, sold out. I go on Target, sold out. GameStop seems to be the only well-stocked place right now online for new releases. Nobody wants to buy there. Yeah, but but, I mean, I look at like the games that just came out, like Zombie Army Trilogy, the One Piece game, even like Gigantosaurus. These games are, are sold out everywhere, and I go, wow, this is really interesting times, and not to jump, but just recently they talked about some PS4 games getting delayed indefinitely. And I feel like we're going to start seeing that with the Switch games, too. And also with supply, I think we're going to yeah. start seeing... Uh, if you're not pre-ordering it right away, you may have to wait. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, where When this all started, all of these in production are already ahead of schedule. Yeah. A lot of it's just sitting and waiting. We haven't hit that point. We're getting close to that point mm-hmm. where there's no more things in production, and now we're going to get more delays. And that's what I was talking about. Like, There's going to be a day when those physicals stop. Yep. Because there are no more made, and yeah. they can't be making them, and then the, all of a sudden there's going to be a ramp-up, and we're just going to get bang, 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 bang um, <laughs> yeah. when all this is over. And we're seeing this with movies, we're seeing this with TV shows, we're seeing oh, this yeah. all over uh, the different industries, and the gaming industry is absolutely not immune to it. It's just we haven't felt the effects 
totally, yeah. and we're just starting to now. Yeah, like April, West. I've been going through, and thankfully there's not too many releases for the Switch, like retail ones, which yeah. isn't too bad. Like, next week I saw a Disaster Report coming out, Disaster Report 4, and then later in the month we have Trials of Mana, and there's maybe like, I would say like honestly like less than a handful of titles for April, which is pretty good. I mean, <laughs> I'm glad there's not that many coming out um, outside of like the limited ones, but yeah, it's, it's really interesting to see. Like, I also don't even know if it's a tactic, but like, I go on Amazon Spain and Amazon UK, and there's nothing. Like, there's no games coming out whatsoever. Like, they don't have, they're not showing as big of a upcoming release as we have. Like, if you go into GameStop's website and you do a search, you see all of these titles coming out, like, through December, you know, 31st is like the, the placeholder date. But like, these other sites, what I've noticed is I do my normal search, and all of a sudden, digital codes are showing up as opposed to, like, upcoming games. And I don't know if they purposely kind of, uh, um, what do you call it, like, re- redid their site in terms of the, I don't want to say formula, but their metric or however they're, they're sorting. But I don't know. It's just, like, it seems like it's just barren overseas in terms of what's coming out. And I don't know if they're just not showing it anymore or they're purposely not putting them up for pre-order at this point. The, the question that I have, too, on this whole debacle is, are they just not stocking as much, or is it th- that there's that many people home right now that are just buying up everything? I think it might be both, honestly. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I've never seen it like this, where, like, Mm-mm. Gigantosaurus is sold out. I mean, I can understand, like, lately I've been seeing Best Buy not getting as many. Like, this has been going on maybe for, like, two, three months where a new release comes out. And all of a sudden it says, like, check stores, and it doesn't give you the option to ship anymore. Yeah. But it just seems like you, you look at new releases, it's like everything is just out of stock. And it's like, and you know, that's by showing not available at my store because obviously they're closed um, and nothing for, like, 250 miles. And I'm just like, okay, this is interesting because if I want to go still get everything on day one, I either stick with PlayAsia and just wait, you know, at some point when they may ship it or I have to start, you know, buying them locally again. And if I'm not early enough, I may have to go to a GameStop or, you know, to another website where I normally don't buy from anymore. Um, mm. But yeah, it's a, it's an interesting time. Even like Final Fantasy VII, I mean, I know in Europe they started shipping them early because they're already anticipating delays. And then apparently on the, the PlayStation Store, you're, you can already pre-download the game because they're already anticipating like slowdown with the network and things like that. So mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, I... I I think we haven't really seen the effect in the video game industry yet like we have for some of the others. Like, um, I'm not, yeah, I don't want to talk about outside the video games, but like the comic book industry, like I talk <clears> to my friend about this all the time. Everything. They've, they've stopped. I mean, as of April 1st, there is no new physical comic book coming out because Diamond, uh, com- or Diamond Publishing isn't shipping to any stores anymore. They can't even pay their suppliers at this point because all the comic book stores are pretty much shut down. So there's no new physical comic books coming out as of this week and some studios are doing digital only some are holding off until they can do physical at the same time as digital so it's like this is the month where the comic book industry you're really feeling it movies we've already seen you know movies going right straight to like home release but video games i feel like they're like lagging a little bit and i think it's coming oh it's definitely coming there's no no which which you know what i don't i mean i don't mind so much if you know everything kind of gets pushed back and it gives a breather for people who may not necessarily be able to collect right now or even for people who can just like not having to if they normally do like do the day one purchases but yeah it's going to be very interesting to see when you you, you have like these periods of like nothing coming out or like just not available yeah. well it's not only that but 
<clears throat> with everything delayed, it's also a factor of, let's say this goes until August, let's just say. So between now, or let, let's say May till August, there's just not really any releases. Mm-hmm. Now, that means the developers aren't sitting there still working. They're at home. A lot mm-hmm. of them can't go in. A lot of them can't do the work they need to. So once August, say, everything gets back to normal, oh, cool, now we're going to get new games. No, those, the, you know, we will get a trickle here or there. But mm-hmm. now all those games are now being trickled and delayed because they haven't been working for those few months. Mm-hmm. So the holiday games may come out in March or April of next year. The, you know, the, the 2021 the will be 2022 games. Yeah. Well, they just uh, did that with um, the Marvel movies. They just announced yeah. that Black Widow is taking the Eternals November. slot yeah. in November. And Eternals is, is taking Shang-Chi's slot. And Shang-Chi's taking Doctor Strange. and Doctor Like, every movie just got pushed back. Yeah. So movies that were supposed to be out in 2021, or now we have to wait until 2022. Um, it's crazy how far everything's been pushed back. It's yeah. insane. It is crazy. interesting times. Like you know, any anything you think about that was normal. It's just like wow, everything everything gets affected. I mean, there's nothing that's untouched by this, whether it's you know people's <clears throat> health to just you know material goods, but just everything has been affected by this virus, and we still haven't even gotten. Sadly, to I think the worst of it yet here. Oh no, we haven't. We absolutely have not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, especially with we don't know how much of what China's told us is truth. Mm-hmm. So when we're like, oh look, China's back to normal after a couple of months, we don't know that's real. Yeah, this could be way worse, and it's definitely going to be way worse. And in fact, I was just reading an article before we uh, before I came down to do this recording where our state is asking for refrigerated trucks. They're asking anyone with a refrigerated truck to please donate the truck for dead bodies from COVID because there's no place to put them. Bears getting like, morbid again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, look, this is our reality. You know, it, <laughs> you know, video games are an escape, but, but this is just the reality we all live in now. So yeah. it is something to think about. You know, it is, you know, yeah. it's the gravitational situation. Speaking of escape, while we're practicing social distancing, there is one game that comes to mind that I think has put a lot of people together when normally we would probably be separate and just, you know, talking on the phone oh. and maybe on the internet. <laughs> what it's game a is that, game by Nintendo. It's called oh, uh, Blood Duck Breed. Dynasty. No. It's called what? <laughs> Blood Breed. Blood Breed, oh no. No, it's called Animal Crossing New Horizons. <laughs> Animal I mean, Crossing. come on. I mean, could this game have come out at a more perfect time amidst this, like, horrible situation? No. Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, I... I think if there was ever a game that you wanted people to be able to connect with while we're all sitting at home, hopefully we're all at home if, if we can be and being mm-hmm. safe, but if there was ever a game out of any console whatsoever that was going to kind of like distract our minds and kind of still show some happiness and allow us to interact with people, this it's Animal Crossing. Game. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and JP, for this episode, we have a special guest that are going to take we over. Do. I, she came. She came down. The first thing she does, she didn't say hi to me. She sits on the couch, turns on her switch, and is playing Animal Crossing. I have, <laughs> my wife came, came in and she's sitting here staring at me like you're taking away my Animal Crossing time right now. No Grand Theft Auto. Now she's saying Grand Theft Auto. Oh, I hear her. It's, it's, not, it's not Grand Theft Auto. I have to say the system came out in March of 2017. This is the first time I've ever seen Shanna pick up a switch and literally just get engrossed in it. I mean, like. Any waking moment where we're not taking care of the kids and she's not preparing for work, she literally has her Switch in her hand now with Animal nice. Crossing. She's like, I paid off my house today. I just built an addition. I'm like, what? Who is this person? You're playing the Switch? <laughs> so I can't wait for her to talk about it. I'm going to listen 
And I won't even get to hear the whole conversation because she's taking my headphones. So I'm only going to hear her piece. <laughs> and so I can't wait to see what the discussion is going to be about this game see, and from their funny. point of view. When 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 my wife Michelle got her Switch, she got it with the the Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu Eevee, and <laughs> she didn't she played played it, but she didn't finish that game. And then I would give her other little games throughout the years, little fun little things that she would like, you know, Let's Sing or mm-hmm. or uh, other. And then she would she would play them, but she would she wouldn't finish them. And then mm-hmm. Pokemon Sword and Shield came out, and she started that. And again, she still didn't finish that Ring mm-hmm. Fit. She played that, didn't finish. And now this is the one game that she just, every day, she's playing. Oh, yeah. She she is a very articulate woman, and she's got a binder where she keeps, like, all her daily, like, her daily planner and everything written down. She showed me during dinner tonight. Look at what I did. I wrote down, here's how many eggs I'm going to have today, and then the next day, here's when this villager is going to move in, because she's using the amiibo cards, and, like, I'm going to have them all by this time, and I'm like... I love it, you know? Like, I love but it. she's still never going to finish it, though. Cause, yeah, well, that game never ends. <laughs> never yeah. ends. And yeah, ironically, I've, I've seriously lost my Switch now for the TV. Like, my wife plays it <laughs> nonstop. And, like, what's funny, though, is my daughter literally just re- just now was bugging us to play, bugging us to play. Andrea lets her play for a little bit, and then she immediately <laughs> like, I'm going to play Minecraft now. <laughs> like, you know, Joshi, who, who has played... Mario Kart and New Super Mario Bros. He started playing Animal Crossing, and he he's you know he's a little over four, but he takes the Switch now, and he he goes into the game. He he goes into the menu, gets the axe, starts chopping down the trees. He starts selling fish. He's fishing, and I'm going, wow, he's like a little over four. I mean, he's more advanced than I ever was playing video games, and it's Animal Crossing. He's also addicted to Animal Crossing <laughs> when we let him play it. But he's like, can I have a Switch? And I'm like, for your fifth birthday. <laughs> exactly. so should we let them talk oh yeah we should definitely All let right. them talk my wife has has an earpiece right now she, she, so she can actually hear right now hello hello hi hey hey how's it going good how are you oh very good thanks so how many hours you've got into uh, Animal Crossing so far? Oh gosh, I don't even know. <laughs> Jeff keeps <laughs> telling me uh, daily, okay, you're up to this many hours now. I think it was like up to 105. <laughs> oh wow. my god, seriously? You're ahead of me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's... It's just addicting. It it's just is. so much fun. <laughs> like, I have not played the Switch. Like, I think the only games that I have played on the Switch has been Mario Party with Jeff and our daughter. And like I've had like no interest in the Switch whatsoever, and then I was like, heard some people talking. I'm like, I'm gonna try it out, and yeah, it's like nonstop being home during this whole quarantine thing. Like I'm on it probably 12 hours a day. Yeah, yeah yes- I was yesterday just- was 12:45. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, I have a. I was gonna say, Jeff, you're gonna who- tell them how they're doing this, right? Oh, is Jeff gone? He left. Oh, no, I'm here. Uh, you're uh, talking over. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I'm, I'm putting putting Michelle on now. She just wanted to know if you're going to explain how it's going to work. Yeah, you're all going to talk about Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. There you go. Hi. Hi. We are doing this. This is my first podcast. I'm so excited here. <laughs> Same. <laughs> oh, we're like special guests. So, so I think you should all introduce yourselves and, and who you know, so that way people can know your voices. <laughs> all right. I am Andrea Wittenhagen, wife of 
Jeffrey Witten Hagen, the published author, oh, as God. he so likes to let people know. <laughs> I am Michelle Carenza, wife of Barry Carenza. I am Mrs. Switchmania, wife of J.P. Switchmania. <laughs> That's right. She's famous. This is her second episode. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm an expert at this now. All right. We got a veteran. You can guide us through this. So, so continue. I think you two, uh, before Michelle got on, you were talking about how obsessed you were getting. I know Andrea says she didn't had no interest in the Switch, probably because I hogged it all the time. But go ahead and continue that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm the same exact way. I... I had it. I was like, well, that's cool. I, I think I, I forget what game I tried playing before. I, what was it? Goat Simulator. Oh, Goat Simulator? Yeah. I tried Goat Simulator. I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Played for a little bit, not very much. And kinda, I was like, all right, that was cool. Put it down. And until now, I never really picked it up again. And now, once I started this, I just, it's like, it's not, intimid- not an intimidating game. Like, I'm terrible at gaming. Like, I can't walk and jump at the same time. Like, I'm just horrible at it. I'm the same. You I don't can like kind a huge of just like challenge. This game is so yeah. easy. <laughs> but this is like you could just take your own pace, kind of do your own thing, and you can't die. So that's fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, for me, Barry got his Switch on launch day, and I had an account on his, and I would piddle around with it occasionally, but I wasn't hardcore into it. Usually it was just something that he messed around with while I got on any of the other consoles or, you know, messed around on my computer. Uh, when they announced for the special edition, the Pokemon and Eevee Switch, being a massive Eevee fan, I had to have it. So then that ended up getting me my very own Switch to use for my very own games. So I played it more since I had my own. And then once I found out Animal Crossing was coming out, after playing Animal Crossing New Leaf on the 3DS and being unnaturally obsessed with it for an obscene amount of time, I knew that here we go again. So <laughs> as soon as the pre-orders went up, he showed me the ad, and he's like, I'm going to order a copy. I'm like, no, you're ordering two. I want my own. I, want, I will not be a villager on your island. I'm running my show. <laughs> yeah, this is my first Animal Crossing game. I have never played any of the other ones before, so it's all kind of new to me, but I just kind of found a group on Facebook I'm in, and we kind of talk about it and Ooh, tips for group? each other. Yeah, well, it's kind of like it's a subgroup of, like, I'm a true crime person. So it's like the, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's like we have, like, a subgroup. And so we all kind of discuss Animal Crossing and, like, hey, who's got, hey, can I come to your island and buy some fruit? Like, I need flowers. I don't have these kind. And so I'm still That's trying awesome. to track down some roses and some I have no lilies and I still need cosmos so I'm like still trying to find those flowers but I have all of my fruit now so oh, that's awesome I still haven't figured out how to actually visit people like I went to one island I have a friend who and like a real life friend who kind of talked me through it a little bit so I was able to visit her once and I still have not figured out how to get back <laughs> Yeah, usually you have to wait for someone to open up their island to visitors, and then once they do, you can just kind of go to your airport and say, hey, I want to go visit somebody, and it'll let you know who on your friends list is accepting visitors. Maybe I just need more friends then. (laughs) Nobody's available when I'm there. It's just like, ah, darn, can't take you anywhere. I'm like, oh, man. But then I've been, like, buying the tickets to go, and I'm like, okay, well, at least I can visit that way. Exactly. I mistakenly, like, the first day we played, I got into it a lot. 
And I'm like, I should probably just start my own account. I'm like, no, I'll just use Jeff's. I don't know if I'm going to play it that much. And then like two days later, and I'm like already advanced so far. I'm like, I should have started my own account because now I'm under him. His friend <laughs> list is full, so I can't add any friends, really. I have to like, who can you delete? Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to add some people so I can play with. Like, I'm going to make the list. <laughs> and, and JP and Barry are gone now. <laughs> <laughs> No, I raided Barry's Island the other yeah. day. Yeah, so. <laughs> she raided Barry's Island. Barry was complaining on Facebook Messenger. <laughs> I remember when that happened. That was so funny. She, like, she like, came in and she was like, right to the shop. And she's like, this is this. She, no wave, no anything. She's like, I'm, I've got a goal. I'm focused. <laughs> well, you don't want to trample on anyone's flowers. Some people are like so like anal about their islands and stuff. Like, go do this, do this, go right to here. Don't trample on my flowers. I'm like, okay, I'm going straight to the store. <laughs> so if you like steal someone's tree like they can tell yeah i don't do that i just went to the store and uh oh, okay i was just wondering i was like is this something that like oh, oh I, I don't think you can no you, you can't yeah you can't because your weapons stuff. are disabled you can only like fish oh and that's good okay on someone's island oh okay. Yeah. okay i think if you're best friends with someone you can like get you know, fruit that isn't dropped for you and you can probably like, you know, dig up flowers and things like that. But if you're just friends with somebody, you can just go and interact with the NPCs that are applicable. Mm-hmm. Good. Find some friends. So, Andrea, talk about um, we were doing the hack, the money hack the first week. Oh, yeah, the money hack. That was great. I had a friend who posted it on Facebook. She's like, it's like unlimited money and you can just like keep doing this over and over and over and it was the glitch where you put an iPad, oh. put the Nintendo Switch on the cardboard box, and then you just rotate it, and you keep grabbing it, and it just keeps uh, regenerating. And you would just, <laughs> and then you would sell them to the Nook Brothers and go in there with about thirty switches and make a couple hundred thousand dollars. And we were like, "This is not gonna last. They're gonna patch this." So we seriously worked on it for like six hours till I had probably a total of four million dollars. So all oh, I gosh. did in my time playing Animal Crossing was spin boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny that I was the box spinner on our end. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff didn't do enough to get himself anything. His house, he still got the one room with a, a cot and a, a Nintendo Switch. Looks like a, a bachelor pad, pretty much. So. <laughs> I said I just want a tent. For a while. I just wanted a tent in a, in a cot, and that would have been good, but I don't want to bring the value of her island down. Right? I was like, no tent. No tent in this island. I'm, I'm up to, like, my ninth villager, or ninth animal now, so I think I've got, like, one more I can add, so. <laughs> oh, nice. I started out with uh, the default ones the game gave me, which was good, because I liked them pretty well. But I was rushing to make sure that I got access to scanning the Amiibo cards, because we're fortunate enough to have acquired the full set. Oh, nice. So mm. I was able to go through and plan what villagers I wanted to bring in. Nice. So today, my favorite villager of all time, Fauna, moved in, and I started scanning my card for my next villager in line, Cookie, the little pink dog. Oh, okay. Yeah, we don't have any of those. I asked Jeff. I'm like, with all the Nintendo stuff we have, do you not have any Amiibo cards? <laughs> He's like, no. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> what is it, the six Amiibos? And what Nintendo, I noticed what they did was there was the really common Amiibos, the actual figures that you see at the store all the time. None of those you can use in the game now. So it's like, okay, because Isabelle's already in the game, Tom Nook's already in the game, they've kind of discontinued the other, like, the mole guy, and... Yeah. 
digging yeah, the dog. actual amiibo figures, they don't really do yeah, anything. They but don't the work. cards are wonderful, especially if you love a certain villager and you want to guarantee to get them into your game once you get to the point where you can build the campsite and you know scan in their amiibo card. You have to bring them in for three days in a row and talk to them. And usually they'll ask you for a souvenir from your island, which is really cool because most of the times that I've spoken to my villager at my campsite, I've received a recipe that I didn't have before. Oh, nice. So that's a good way to kind of help flesh out your recipe collection. I know, I'm missing I'm missing a couple of the DIY. I need the cutting board and I cannot find it. I'm like, ah! But. I'm learning so much right now. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that any of this was even a thing. <laughs> yeah, so it's really cool. Um, you know, day one it comes, it asks for a souvenir. Day two, it comes, you scan the amiibo card, it comes back to the campsite, it asks for another souvenir, and it talks about how nice the island is. Sometimes it'll let you say, why don't you live here? And it's like, I don't know, maybe one more trip will change my mind. Then day three, they come, they ask for a souvenir, and then you can invite them to live there. And they're like, oh, well, let me check with resident services. Then your screen goes black for just a minute, and then it comes back, and they're like, oh, I'm back. And if you have an empty plot picked out, they'll say, good news, you know, I can come move in. But if you don't have a plot set out yet, they're all sad. And they're like, oh, you know, they're currently not accepting new residents here. So you can always go back. I know. I, I was heartbroken. I was like, no, Fauna's not going to come live in my island now because I don't have a house for her. So I ran over to Tom Nook real quick and I'm like, give me a plot kit. Darn it. And so I ran out and picked out a spot and I came back and talked to her again. And she was like, yo, hold on a minute. Let me see. And then she's like, oh, guest services said I have a spot to move into. And I'm like, you're right. You do. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. And I, found an, I found an elephant today. I went to visit one of the mysterious, the mystery islands. And there was a little elephant because I was like, oh, my God. And so I invited her. So she comes tomorrow. And then after her, I've got one more space and that's it. So... Very nice. I was kind of excited. I'm like, I've got an elephant. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually got to the point today where tomorrow I actually get the concert from KK Slider. Oh, me too. Yeah, I get that tomorrow. We can start doing the terraplaning finally. Yes, I'm so excited to get terraforming because there are a couple inclines that I want to put up. But I, I want to have them like angled in a certain way. But I need to terraform my island first. Okay. So, <laughs> I've been eager to get to this point. Yeah. yeah technically, it's the end game of Animal Crossing once KK Slider comes and it's all just messing around and catching fish and bugs and just playing. Yeah. It's been grinding away at it, I feel. <laughs> yeah. So, what's your favorite part of it, everybody? Mm, I like the fishing. <laughs> and it takes me back old school NES Nintendo, the Black Bass classic horrible nes game that my brother and i used to play we just sit there and fish for hours with the most annoying music and the whole fishing thing on it's kind of like that so it kind of reminds me it's got that whole nostalgia feel to me but i just i also like running around and just talking to the villagers and seeing what type of stuff i can find and those darn balloons i'm, I'm kind of pissed off with the eggs right now because they're driving me nuts but <laughs> I'm tired of fishing for eggs. I'm fishing like, oh, it's a fish. Oh, it's another stupid egg. So that Easter bunny can zip it. So how do you get the eggs up in the sky? The balloons? Uh, the, the sky yeah. eggs? Yeah, you shoot yeah. down the balloons with your screenshot, or you, with your slingshot? 
And then oh, it's the okay. present that the balloon holds. And usually it's the, the balloon that's got the multicolored stripes, kind of like a little Easter egg. Mm-hmm. When you pop it, the present will typically turn into a sky egg and fall down on the ground. I need more uh, practice with my slingshot. <laughs> if like, you're still missing some of the Bunny Day DIY recipes, then mm-hmm. sometimes instead of an egg, you'll get the DIY recipe. But once you collect all the DIY recipes, it's only eggs. Okay. I'm getting to the point. I'm ignoring some of the stupid Easter eggs in the sky. I'm like, I have enough. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> I Dang, want furniture. I got all the DIY recipes. So now if I hear the balloon and I look up and I see it's a stripe, I'm like, eh, no. <laughs> yeah, that one can go. Go away. Like, yeah, I'm not interested in that one. And I'm like, <laughs> To me, I like one of my favorite things is, you know, beside the the fishing and the bug catching. And what cracks me up so much is I am a horrible arachnophobe. And oh my God. no. They come out after 7 p.m. and you walk out of a building and it's like, and then all of a sudden it jumps out of a flower and bites you. And you're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I hate those sayings. I hate them in real life, and they seriously—they seriously uh, scare the crap out of me in this game. I'm like, told Jeff, I'm like, you're gonna have to hunt tarantulas for me because seriously, they freak me out. <laughs> and I thought with the bees, I was not expect the I, the wasps. I guess mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting them at all. And I was like, la la la, this is such a nice game. Like, no bad guys, no nothing. Everything's fantastic. And I'm like, oh my god, I just got attacked. <laughs> like, yeah. What just happened? Stung so many times, and I'm finally getting good at catching them now. So, like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I never shake trees unless I have my net out. But you kind yeah. of as soon Smart as move. I do, you can't really. I mean, you can get away from them, especially if you have the tool ring and you know where your net is on your shortcut. You can run away just a little bit, pop your net open, and then swing and catch them. But you've got to be perfect. You've got to be right on it. And unfortunately, ninety-nine percent of the time, if I don't have my net all the way out, I'm getting zombie face. <laughs> yep. At least around, sometimes yeah, like the, the villagers—they're nice enough. You know, they'll have a medicine on them, so they'll hand it to you. But most of the time, they're like, "Oh, oh my God, what happened to you?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, nothing. I didn't realize anything was wrong. I always look like this. <laughs> and even when you're wearing sunglasses, they still know. Yes, you can wear like, the, the oh, really? <laughs> yeah. like, what happened to your face? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one, of, one of my top favorite things, though, is the fact that if I don't like where a tree is, I can eat a fruit, I can dig that tree up, and I can plop it down a couple squares in the grid over. I think and, I have too many trees right now. I'm like, I need to thin yeah. some of mine out. I'm like, they're like crazy. It's annoying when you're trying to pick up something behind a tree, and then you're like, I can't see. What am I doing here? Right? Or you dig a hole yeah, and you like, try to get it and bury the hole right back up. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Stupid shovel. <laughs> At so first I didn't realize you had to like... I was going to say, if you could fix anything what's with Animal Crossing, aside from getting rid of the damn eggs, if you could fix anything in Animal Crossing, <laughs> what would you fix? How would you make it better? I think, unless there's a way to do this, but I would be able to sell multiple things at a time. You can. I was like going crazy. You, you can. can. I'll yeah. do the way. Yeah, just you when that? you when you go into the Nook Brothers, you go into the store, and you just hit A. Yeah. You just select every single item, hit A on every item, and you can mold it. Oh, see, I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know and that, that either. Really so much better. It. I go through the whole oh spiel God. every single time for every single little item. That's what I was doing too. Yeah, but he's like, yeah, he's like, you just hit A on all of them, and it selects them all. So you can just pick. Oh, them. that just made it. That just made it so much better. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what we're here for. A, 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 and then hit uh, plus to confirm, and then it yep. fills them all. Same uh, thing when brilliant. you're doing donations and fossil sublathers. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. do I somehow figured out how to like to do the multiple like donations to him, but not the selling. Yeah, <laughs> didn't figure that out. <laughs> I wish some of the the DIY recipes were easier to come by, and like you only get like the once a day with the bottle. And if you kind of miss the villager, then you kind of like you feel like you're missing out on a recipe. I feel like there's still a handful that I'm missing that I want, but yeah, my mine's similar on the DIY recipes, especially you know some of the ones that come from. Like you just walk into a villager's house and catch it building something. It's like, oh, is this new? Yeah. Yeah. Usually it is. And they have but some yeah. cute stuff. I'm like, ooh, I want that. <laughs> they do. They totally do. And I know there's one thing that you could do at one point in time um, in New Leaf on the 3DS. You could enter like this dream world and you could walk around to other houses and you could see other furniture and you could look at it and you could like order it through your catalog. Oh, so you cool. could go and, like, complete a set that hasn't been for sale yet in the Nook Brothers shop. And, you know, like, oh, well, you know, I've got such and such set, but I need the dresser. And you could go wander around in this, like, dream world and you could find the dresser. And then it would appear, you know, where you could order it from your catalog. So I, I kind of expect them maybe to roll that out in the future along with some of the other stuff that, you know, was in other games that is not in this game yet. Like the paintings for the museum. I'm curious to see like how all the rest of the holidays are going to be and with the trees and how they're going to do Halloween and it's probably going to be awesome. <laughs> oh, I love the cherry blossoms. My favorite flower in the world is the cherry blossom and it always hurts my heart that they're so brief. They and so I know pretty. that they're only in the game until the 10th. So heads up if you're still collecting cherry blossom petals and mm-hmm. you're still trying to get cherry blossom DIY recipes, you're only going to have until the 10th most likely to get them. And then all the prettiness goes away. <laughs> then all the pretty goes away, and it's back to the same silly green trees where you look at it and say, is this a fruit tree I harvested or not? Yeah, what um, native fruit did you guys get? My native fruit was apples. Okay, I got pears. I got oranges. Oh, nice. We all have different ones. And my flowers were the uh, mums. My native flowers are the... Um, um, Gosh, I can't think of the name of them right now. Not a high, maybe it's a high, a hyacinth. Yeah, a hyacinth. Like the, okay. Yeah, That's pretty. Yeah, I have the hyacinth. I'm I'm salivating over lilies. I haven't seen lilies. Anywhere. Me neither. That's what I want, and I've managed to like crossbreed <laughs> some tulips. I got like an orange tulip and a black tulip finally. But. Nice. Yeah, Barry's uh, native flower was roses. Oh, nice. Some of his like random roses have crossbreeded, and he's got like blue roses and black roses. And I keep telling him, "So you get a couple more black roses, I'm gonna come dig one of those up." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that what's in his shop? I might have to come back to his shop and buy some more roses. <laughs> Need some yep. white ones. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was trying to do the five by five. I found a chart when planting your flowers yesterday and Jeff was just looking at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I saw this. This is how you get crossbreeding. You do like five squares by five and you plant the certain colors in this area and it's going to cause other different colors to bloom. I kind of had a plot set up and he's just like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you're nuts. (laughs) Well, it adds to the rating of your island because the more blooming flowers you have, the higher stars you get. Exactly. I got three stars today. So I was like, yay, KK's coming tomorrow. So yeah. Nice. And there's also some um, bugs, especially certain butterflies, they only appear on hybrid flowers. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? So, oh, yeah. Really interesting. 
I think it was like the peacock butterfly or one of them only goes on blue flowers or something. I've caught a couple of those that are like the black flowers or something, but I haven't got any blue flowers yet. But. I'm trying to think I, have, I don't have any blue. I will say the one request that I would really like to see since, you know, we were trying to play couch co-op as an actual true couch co-op instead of just being the little tag along that keeps respawning. <laughs> like that would be oh. my name yes that is such an annoyance you know you have to be right there with the person like literal follow the leader yeah it's like i can't go off on a far corner and pull weeds on his island you know if we're playing you know true co-op on one system so yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i have my own account I'm, I'm a member of the island i should just like in minecraft when you do split screen you should just be able to do my own thing and I mean, I guess I could do my own copy of the game and all that, but that's a bit much. <laughs> I would like to be able to let them do a one-time transfer of the resident representative, because if you play it on someone else's account, case in point, me playing under Jeff's, I'm like, oh, I want it now. <laughs> Can we please just do one-time transfer? Nope. <laughs> yeah, that's how it was with uh, New Leaf. One player was the mayor of the town, and you were just kind of like a resident. And you could you could play, you know, together on each, you know, separate system. And it was one of those things where it was like a true co op that, you know, the player won the mayor could, you know, do certain things and you know, you could run off and do other things. And I was hoping that's how the, the co op would work on the switch. Where, you know, even even if it forced you to get like another copy of the game, you know, at least you could do like a true co op where you know, player one could do their thing, player two could do their own thing. But yeah, the whole drag me around and I respawn thing, that's such an annoyance. <laughs> so um, to wrap things up, what is your final pitch for any of the listeners regarding Animal Cross? Like, do you recommend it? Do you say stay away because you're going to lose your life? Like, what, what do you recommend for it? And we'll start with Mrs. JP since she sounds like she's played the least. You just started. Yeah, I pretty much just started. And I, to get this into it this quickly like i never would have thought with a game and it's just it's it's just a lot of fun i would definitely recommend it because you don't have to do a lot like you can do you can basically go at your own pace and it's just it's just really fun it's kind of relaxing and you can kind of focus on what you want to focus on there's nothing you have to do um but i just i don't know i just love it it's just you can kind of pick it up and whenever you have a free moment here and there or you can play it a lot like i have a friend who um who she's home now and she was kind of getting anxious with everything going on, understandably. And she said, it just kind of calms her down. She kind of take, it takes her to another world. Like you literally feel like you're in another world and just focus on that. And you can kind of go places even when you're stuck home. And, um, but it's just, it's really relaxing. Just something about it. And, um, like JP was saying, he's like, even our four year old is kind of able to pick it up and, and do it, which means that I could also kind of <laughs> do it because I'm pretty terrible at gaming. But um, but it just you kind of go at your own pace, do your own thing. Like he loved chopping trees down, so he could just stand there all day and just chop trees down, you know. Um, but I loved it. I, I really highly recommend it. Yeah, you can even it's like you can spend 20 minutes a day and get all your stuff done, and you'll be done. Or if you want to play it hours and hours, <laughs> my advice that I have is guys. Buy your wife a Switch because if you let her play it, she's going to steal your Switch and she'll yeah. be like Jeff here and like, 
Good thing I have two Switch lights because uh, I can play on here now because my wife stole my Switch. So um, if you're going to introduce your wife or girlfriend to Animal Crossing, I totally recommend buying them their own Switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, it's and a second definitely, copy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, not a gamer's game. It's very, like you guys said, very cathodic, very relaxing. You know, you can play it in short bursts throughout the day. Or especially at the beginning when there's so much to do, you know, you can play for long periods of time, but the pace is completely up to you. There's no stressful battles. There's no, you know, hardcore leveling system or anything like that that you have to go into. It's just basically living your best life and having a good time and meeting really cute, really quirky animal companions that have their own little you know, Asperger's type catchphrase where they spout it out to you every other sentence, which is totally adorable. So yeah, I absolutely 100% recommend. Well, thank you, ladies. I know my wife has to get back to playing. She's playing Grand Theft Auto with her group. They're called the Apple Clowns, according to my daughter, because my daughter doesn't say curse words. They're the Apple Clowns. It's the um, ass clowns. <laughs> I'm Grand Theft Auto online, and we have to do a heist. So, yeah, I got to get, get on Her crew is waiting for her. And then when I go out there, I guarantee she's playing Animal Crossing. Only, that's, only if my crew got off. <laughs> but thank you for coming on, and I guarantee you that uh, JP and Barrier and I are going to get like requests like, you guys are off the playcast. It's, we just want the wives now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks thank for having us. For us our- yeah, thank you so much. And thanks for all the tips, guys. Yeah, nice talking to you. I'm going to be like a master at this now. <laughs> You'll have to have the, the guys make sure we all get on each other's friends list. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So that way we can, if we wait, like, I'll leave my, or send my dodo code or whatever dodo code or whatever and if you guys want to hop in my island because i've got all the fruit and everything it's just it's, we've got the shop with the little sisters and and she'll stuff. raid all your islands and not wave to you <laughs> <laughs> if you see someone on your island just darting towards the store that's me <laughs> named drizzle but awesome thank you guys so much it's been great bye We're off the playcast now, by the way. Oh, I, I heard. <laughs> Our highest rated episode to date. <laughs> That's right. Even though podcasts don't have ratings, but we're, we're off. <laughs> we're off the playcast. I'm back. Yeah, we're off the playcast, Barry. We're just talking about. <laughs> <laughs> they, they seem to have a good time. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I kept hearing Shannon going. I've learned so much now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you now the uh, switch is gone. Like it's <laughs> which is good though, because you know once I get my copy and she can start teaching me the ways, because I'll be so far behind her at that point. Well, oh yeah, it's definitely one of those you want two copies so you can play mm-hmm. I mean, well, you it, know what, it I, got to the point where I was a box spinner for my wife, and I was like, <laughs> okay, um, I'm done now because I'm so far <laughs> behind. Like, uh... <laughs> well, I I bought one from Target for the journal, and then I realized that I had pre-ordered one from PlayAsia, so that one shipped, but Target one came in, so I was like, Shannon, to start playing, try it out. She's like, I don't know. I'm like, just try it. And <laughs> I think it took all of like a half an hour before she's like, okay, I'm into this game. And now Maya goes for a nap, she brings her Switch, Maya wakes up, and then like uh, they're doing something, and I just see Shannon like sneaking behind the couch and like doing something really quick on Animal Crossing. I go, Wow, I've never seen Shannon into a video game like this before. <laughs> Which is good. That's the power yeah. of Animal Crossing. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
Exactly, and it sounds like they all are enjoying it, recommended it. Um, mm -hmm. I was fortunately able to keep an earbud in so I could help oh, them. Oh, good. <laughs> help them out a so little. You, you got to actually hear the whole side of the conversation where both JP and I only heard one-third of it. That's right. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, so, we did do um, a poll also. Yeah, so I want to hear uh, what what the um, the listeners had to think, JP. Sure. So, uh, I wrote... There's a new episode coming this weekend, and we are and we want to know if you played Animal Crossing. If you have, comment on your thoughts of the game, and we'll read them on the show. So 162 people voted. There's technically four hours left of the poll, but 162 people voted. 49% have played the game. 27% have not played the game yet. And 24% say they have no interest in playing the game. Wow. I think they're going to change their tune after they hear our episode. <laughs> um, I hope so. so so we, had, we actually had really good feedback. I mean, I'm scrolling through and probably one of our highest ones to get feedback on. So first one is Alexis Paperknot said, oh man, it's occupying an insane amount of my mind and time. I've dreamt about Animal Crossing too many times since I started playing. It's my first AC game and whoa, I'm just blown away. It is so much fun for being a relatively straightforward game. I can't wait for the holiday season. Nice. Uh, Smeegs and the head said, have never played Animal Crossing, and I never will. And then Barry said, <laughs> I'm curious why you feel this way. And he said, I have zero interest in the style of gameplay. It's just not compelling at all to me. That's okay, fair enough. But yeah. it's fine. Okay. Next is, so I'm on, my, I'm on Chana's phone, so the Twitter handle names are getting cut off. So I'm going to have to go with their bolded names. Um, so Georgia, Giorgio, level 29 said, I haven't played Animal Crossing yet, but it's certainly interesting. I do love that it's helping everyone stay happy during these trying times, and there's no way I can hate on that. I look forward to your review, JP. And that's actually Mrs. JP who's given that review. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Landon Sanders said, It's really fun and definitely my favorite Animal Crossing game so far. The improvements and new features from other games are great. Um, at I Love Rice says, First time playing Animal Crossing, and it's addicting OMG. Heart eyes emoji. Yes, so true. Uh, <laughs> heart eyes emoji. <laughs> heart, heart eyes emoji. Bye-bye Benny said, first in the series that I played and my son, who's 10, wife and I are loving it. Um, Jennifer Priester said, it's a game where everyone is always happy to see you and you can pay for your home with bugs and fish. What's not to love? <laughs> Seriously, though, I'm loving it. It's very addicting. My only negative is there aren't many games like New Leaf had, but maybe there will be later. I'm or in the game, and I just haven't progressed far enough. Yeah, that's actually what Barry's wife mentioned. <laughs> okay. Um, at the Angel Girl Max said, I love Animal Crossing New Horizons, and came out at the perfect time for a lot of people. There are things I miss, like the dump and the NES games, but I think they add a lot of new features, and I can see them adding more with updates. Plus, it's more social now due to the rise of social media. You, you, um, know, what, you know what, JP? Think about if they added the NES online games in oh Animal Crossing and just cross-links it, and then you can play it online uh -huh. with your Animal Crossing best friends. That'd be so cool. <laughs> oh, oh you, my. Do you hear that, Nintendo? If You, don't you draw me right back week. in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At Lord Lamb 2, getting ready to start this weekend. Um, at Papyrus. Senpai, uh, Papriu Senpai said, great game. I've been playing a lot since its release. Even my mom jumped in. Never mm. seen her so invested in the game. It's been pretty fun. Uh, Red McKnight said, my thoughts are as follows. I haven't enjoyed the AC game this much since the GameCube one. Nintendo effectively revived my interest in the series in the best way humanly possible. This game is a magical experience. Just like the Switch, it's magical. 
Magical. Um, <laughs> Leilon said, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's helping to relax and distract my mind from all the craziness going on. I am Solez said, first time ever playing Animal Crossing, an immersive, cute sim that's rewarding and wholesome, a game that connects friends and people in a different way that would otherwise be annoying and tedious in real life. At Chaz Hodges said, it's the perfect game for these trying times. Every handheld AC has, every handheld Animal Crossing has arrived at a pitiful time in my life. Wild World after finishing school, New Leaf in the middle of my teaching training degree, New Horizons when I'm on lockdown in a global pandemic. And then he goes on to say, it's a game filled with brightness and positivity, rewards patience and hard work, has an endless stream of small iterative tasks to complete, can be played for 10 minutes or 10 hours, an absolutely perfect game and refinement of the series. I could not think of a better mini-review to end on than that one. So thank you, Chaz Hodges. That's oh, yeah. a really good look at it. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it just goes to show, I mean, anyone who plays the game tends to love the game. I mean, if you don't, if you're not into that kind of style of game and you don't give it a chance, yeah, you're probably not going to enjoy it. But I mean, I've, I have yet to see somebody, you know, turn on the game and then turn it off and go like, nah, I didn't enjoy it. It's just that game that just, it's just sinking hours in such a good way. It gives um, me anxiety. It, yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Because I know that it's an infinite time sink. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that to me no. makes me not want to play See, if, if it was, like, for me, it's the exact opposite. If it's a time limit thing, like, mm-hmm. you have three days to pay off your house or Tom Nook breaks your legs or your <laughs> kneecaps and you have to Real crawl life. around the island then. Like, okay, that gives me anxiety. I'm racing against the clock. But uh-huh. when it's like, hey, you could pay this off in an hour or you could pay this off in 10 years, there's no restrictions. I kind of like that because it lets me go at my own pace. And, and I don't feel like, well, today is my last day to pay it off. I really got to catch some fish and bugs, but there's other games I want to play or I've got to take care of work or I, there's other things I want to do. Granted, not much we can do right now, <laughs> but still, um, it, it, I don't like to feel forced. Once I feel forced to play a game, then it becomes more like a job and a chore, and that's when I stop having fun. But mm-hmm. when it's like, hey, I want to do this, and if you know, if I wake up and I really don't feel like playing Animal Crossing, I don't have to, and I love that. But that same type of anxiety also prevents me from ever going back to my GameCube village because <laughs> it's been well over a decade since I've been there, almost two at this point. It feels like about 15 years. So I know there's weeds everywhere. My villagers probably left. Not that I remember who they were anymore. They and they probably all hate me. They will judge you. <laughs> they do. They'll, they'll, they used to be like when I would take like a couple weeks off. It's like, it's been like 42 days since I saw you. You realize that like, <laughs> holy crap, I didn't know you were counting. <laughs> oh, uh, one of our guys, the, there's like a line. He keeps asking about me to my wife. <laughs> like, my name in the oh, game I, is I, Dadu. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they do that. They they ask about any villager that or any player that's ever been there. Hey, have you seen so and so from so and so? They were really cool. <laughs> Obviously, you didn't know me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, like it's um, it's an interesting game. It gives me anxiety because I want to play. There, there's like a big backlog games that I want to play, and I'm mm-hmm. like, man, if I sit there and play it, and it's one thing that I requested um when everybody was talking about their wish list for the wives. Mm-hmm. I was like, I really want there to be a true couch co-op if i didn't just have to be a tag along and then like follow along and and not and and actually be able to play kind of like minecraft co-op where you just play if i could mm-hmm. do that i probably would be playing with the wife side side split screen on our giant tv and i would probably be playing like hours with her 
but I'm not going to take away from her island. <laughs> I feel like this co-op is more so for parents and their children and helping them get into the game because there is in a sense co-op like you could play it like the original GameCube game where you could have, you know, many people who live in the house that live on the island that just play one at a time but you all live together in the same island yeah. as mm-hmm. opposed to yeah. uh you know, the, the, if you have a couple, if you're a married couple or dating couple and you really want to play this game with somebody else, the best thing, honestly, to do is have two copies of the game. Yeah. And you, you really do, or at least two Switches. I mean, you could technically just have one copy because the island is linked to the console. So the cartridge, you know, you could be passed around, but it, the, the actual, mm. your actual island's linked to your console. Yeah, the, the the island's linked to the cartridge. It doesn't support cloud save, so my wife has to play it on our main switch on the TV. She can't just like pop it and use cloud saves and go over to one of our handhelds. No. Um, they don't want duplication of items or something. So like it's it's unfortunate that we can't do that. But because mm-hmm. um, it would make things a little more convenient, my wife could grab my daughter's switch that she got that she barely plays now because she's been playing Minecraft on her computer. Um, and so it would be nice if she could just flip over to that and play it in handheld. Um, she just takes the switch off of the dock and plays it in handheld like a normal mm-hmm. person would. <laughs> one, one nice thing I'll say about this game briefly is like in the original game, you booted up, you got your town. That was mm-hmm. it. And in other games, it was, you booted up, this is the town you get. And in this, when you booted up, you got four different island layouts to pick from. And apparently there's like a rating system and like, my wife was looking at it, and she's like, oh, I got the third voted best, and oh, yours is the sixth voted be- you know, best. I'm like, oh, yay. Um, I don't know how many <laughs> there are, but once you get terraforming, that literally doesn't matter. Like, you can make your island your dream paradise, and something I saw today blew my mind. Someone took the map of Hyrule from A Link to the Past, and mm-hmm. they turned their island into that, and I'm like, that is amazing. It's a lot of work, but the level of freedom and creativity in this game is... So you can shocked. grow your island? Yeah, you can grow cliffs, you can demolish cliffs, you can run water wherever you want, you can extend your streams or shrink them, you can make a pond wherever you want, you can do whatever you want. But you, so you can make it larger though, because like, no, 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 huge. But it, they, it's that's how big your island is, is that they can actually make it fit. Not not the hundred percent to scale, but close enough. Yeah. Wow. It is a big island, and a lot of people don't realize because you're just you're running around it. But it is a big island, and you can. You can tailor make it however you want, and you can move the buildings too. So it's not even like, well, I made this building here already, and now I'm stuck with this placement. You could actually uproot buildings and move them where you want. Oh wow, it's <laughs> crazy! It's like a never-ending game. Uh-huh. It's great. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see what my wife does with her island and how my uh, crappy house devalues it. <laughs> <laughs> She'll probably move it. I really no. wanted to keep a tent, but she convinced me otherwise with the with the money glitch. She'll she'll. She'll uh, dig a moat and just put it all around your house so no one can. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody could visit me. <laughs> ah, too funny. Um, so interestingly, um, we mentioned you know at the beginning of the playcast, and the wife's talked about it very shortly. That like there's you know obviously a giant pandemic going on, and it's allowed us to play some extra games. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been That's interesting. So it's been interesting. Um. And, I mean, I'll start uh, just because I, I haven't played too many. Um, I played a few, though. Maybe <laughs> I did play some. Um, but um, going through, it was it was really interesting just catching up on games. And, of course, I'm watching my wife play Animal Crossing while I'm playing these because, you know, 
that's just how it is. But um, I mentioned it before we started recording, but yesterday I started up a new save on Mario Odyssey. And right before the playcast, beat it. So within <laughs> less than 24 hours, I actually was able to go and play through the story in Mario Odyssey, which is super cool. Um, no way that in like six hours of playing or whatever that I could absolutely 100% it. But yeah, it takes about six hours to get through the main story on, on Mario. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I also played, um, cause Barry wait, mentioned, you, Barry wait, mentioned, before oh, you go. Yeah. So what did you, what did you think of it playing a second time through still an enjoyable story and game? Um, I would say definitely my favorite newer Mario. Like I mm-hmm. love it. Um, there's no, I mean, I was playing it in handheld mode, so all the gimmickry was, was not enabled. I mm-hmm. felt like I played better this time. Like, I remember struggling with some with certain um, moons mm-hmm. in certain rooms, and I didn't struggle at all. Any none of the bosses were any issue. Um, mm-hmm. So I felt like it was a lot better going through. Nice. Yeah, I, I think I only played predominantly in handheld mode uh, when I did my playthrough when it first came out, and I, occasionally I would like put it onto the TV just to see how it looked, and it looked great, but. I played it on handheld, and I, I loved it on the, as a handheld game. I thought it was, I thought it played perfectly. Yeah, nice. I played that on the TV, but I played with the Pro Controller, so I didn't use any of the gimmicks with the Joy-Cons mm-hmm. or anything like that either. Nice, nice. So are you you two normally, you know, if they have gimmicks like that in the game, do you tend to go for them, or no. normally you'll just still just go traditional? Traditional. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I would prefer traditional. I do like some of the gimmickry. Um, there was one gimmick... Uh, the vibration that didn't mm-hmm. work in handheld mode. I don't know why. I guess the handheld doesn't have the vibration in it. So I couldn't find the moon that required you to go to a spot where you had to get vibration. So that was interesting. Oh, really? That was interesting. I just couldn't find it. Like, it was shaking a little on the screen, but I just couldn't find it. Hmm. Like, it was That's weird. That's interesting. Um, Wait, were you playing with the light or the... The light. The light. I, My the wife's light playing. doesn't have HD rumble? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, like I have, yeah, the, I have the rumble. Right, I have the rumble turned on. It didn't work. So I was thinking. I was like, I don't remember having any issues finding any of the moons. Yeah, and I did all did. like you know. I got to the nine nine nine, but that's interesting though. If, uh, if that feature was disabled. Yeah, really weird. Mm-hmm. You need the stone um, of agony. That would help you. <laughs> the stone of agony would have been a lot better. Stone of agonim. No. <laughs> oh my. Um. So, interestingly, like, Mario Odyssey, still great. There was a bunch of other games I played, too. Um, my headset might go away, because I just heard battery low in my Uh-oh. earbuds, so we might, you might lose me. Um, I did pop in a Book Browned Brigade, um, which was from PlayAsia that I got in, just to see if it supported English. Um, mm-hmm. It's a Metroidvania, but uh, I'm not digging it so far. I don't know yep. if it's just the... The play mechanics, or because I mean, you have like five, six characters all together that are running around. Yep. Um, I played for about forty-five minutes. I got to a, a pseudo boss fight. Like I don't know if it's the second boss or something like that. But um, just kept killing me. But there was like no rhyme or reason. Like I, my skills aren't there yet because it's classic Metroidvania. You have to get better. Um, mm-hmm. But so far, like it doesn't make me want to go back. And you know, I went through I went through Hollow Knight, so that's heavy on combat. So this is I don't know what's not connecting with me yet. Um, mm-hmm. If we ever make it a playcast game, obviously I'll give it a 
a whirl, but so far not um not that great of a game but see like if i was able to put like 45 minutes to an hour into a game whereas normally i would not have right mm-hmm. um and what's interesting is i you know i put it in when it came in and it starts off with like um dialogue like english dialogue i go oh wow like pretty yeah. good production and the music i found the very beginning like the intro i was like okay you know i'm, I'm getting into it and i i i played even less than you i played about like five minutes just to, like move <laughs> the characters as a tutorial i'm like all right, just five characters at once. They all have little animations as you're hitting. I'm like, this could be interesting, it, it, um, but I didn't get any farther than that. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, and then besides for actually playing Ring Fit and those, um, the music songs, mm-hmm. which which was because I have uh, Ring Fit Adventure turned up on a really high difficulty, so it was pretty easy for me to go through mm-hmm. the music because it wasn't as many reps as I'm normally doing in one workout. Um, but it was fun and it's really responsive. It's just surprising. Like you don't have to press in really hard and you have to pull apart really far for it to register as a mm-hmm. great. So it's really interesting. Um, it's not, I wasn't playing on master or hard or whatever it was. I was playing normal. Um, mm-hmm. but like it was surprisingly cool. Um, didn't do any of the run mode, the JP run mode. I couldn't figure it out no. actually. I couldn't figure out how to how turn much- it on. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. So how much music was there in for their DDR version game? Uh, f- three or four songs. Like, there was one Mario, one... Or t- one or two Mario, Zelda medley, a Splatoon mm-hmm. medley, and then all the songs from Ring Fit. Oh, okay. So, nice. there's quite a few, but, like, for the Nintendo stuff, there's only a couple. Um, yeah. Still cool that they did it as a free update. Um, yeah. Um, and the they finally do more later on. Yeah. And the final thing for my earbud dies... Um, Mega Man Zero, I played through Mega Man Zero One, the first one, because nice. Barry was nice. talking about it, and I was like, I need yeah. to play some Mega Man Zero. Did you did you play with the save assist and the casual oh, mode and all that? Of course, yes. It was so <laughs> easy. It, it, it was it so ridiculous. much more entertaining. <laughs> it was super, it was too easy, man, because I'm, I'm really good at Mega Man, and so I'm playing through, and I'm like, I'm just brute forcing these guys to death with no like rhyme or reason. Like, there's no but reason. Zero to- One has some real bad designs like when you're trying to disarm all those bombs and like there's a, mm-hmm. like there's some blind jumps in there that are just ridiculous yeah like with the moving platforms and i'm like wow this 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 is worse than i remember yeah it was also really short after well, yeah. forcing my way through of course um but it, you know what it makes it a lot more accessible yeah and especially for two three and four and and three and four actually have mini games and with the original games, you had to do certain things, like beat it a certain way to unlock one minigame. But if you beat three and four, um, even casual mode, save assist, doesn't matter. You get all the minigames unlocked at once. That's awesome. I like when they do things like that. And I started up two, but then I decided I was like, I need to play some Mario because there's that Mario rumor that we might get the 3D Marios. Um, so, but are you so, going to go back to two, three, and four? And mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. For sure, for sure. I don't know if I'm going to do the ZX Metroidvanias, maybe. Um, but we'll see. And if we make it a playcast game, then I have to. Um, we should. It's a lot yeah. of fun, those games. And with the, with the save assist in casual mode, even JP can finish them. Yeah. <laughs> even JP can play them. <laughs> that's, that's what's on the back of the box. Even JP can play this. <laughs> it was a selling point for me, and all of a sudden it sold out when everybody read that. So. Damn it. <laughs> Very interesting. Didn't you say you also tried Oceanhorn? Um, I did try Oceanhorn. Um, I played through, got through a bunch of the little islands that you go to. It just, it feels a little like, I don't know if it's just, I, 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 I'm not connecting with it. 
it's just like a little soulless almost because I mean it's it's like Wind Waker, but it's yeah. there's something missing. I don't know what hmm. it is. It might just be the lack of like distinctness on each island or mm-hmm. the lack of great level design. I don't know, but it's how just how far did you play or how much did you play of it so far? I got I got past the I got the bombs and I got some other stuff. So like I've. Mm-hmm. I think I've gotten through about two or three or four islands. They're all tiny little islands anyways. Um, okay. But yeah, I got through that and I was like, I um, kind of don't want to play anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know why. Like, it's just, I mean, I would have to play more to figure out what I don't like about something. Mm-hmm. I guess. But it's the same thing with Book Brown Brigade. There's just something there that doesn't connect with me right now. Um, mm-hmm. It might just take the right person talking about it. I don't know. I hear you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, JP, you said you've been playing a game. What yeah. have you been playing? Yeah, I, so, last time I, I played two games at once, which was The Streets of Red and then Bloodbreed. So, Bloodbreed, I think myself and Barry can talk about a little bit. Yes. I beat it. It was not that long of a game. Um, I don't think Barry beat it, but I did. No. So, I can, I can give my full take on it. But the game that I'm currently playing right now for myself is Cosmic Star Heroine. From Zaboid Games, um, it got a physical a while back from Limited Run Games. I think it was maybe their twentieth title or like in their in their twenties. Um, I'm about actually have it open right now because I'm just addicted to it. But I have about eight, a little over eight hours already into it, and I've been playing it for three nights now. So oh, if I'm already at eight hours, that means I'm enjoying this game. Um, mm-hmm. What's really nice about it is they have different level difficulties. So for me, I picked their easiest one, which it even describes it as, you know, for those who like to enjoy the story, double experience points, you know, not that hard enemies. And that's what I want. I just want to be able to beat the game, have fun with it, um, and then, you know, move on to the next game. And what's really nice is this game, while it is an old school, like 16-bit uh, JRPG, it moves really fast. And the battle system is seamless in the game because you'll see the enemies on the screen so you can avoid them in certain situations others you know you're forced to walk right into them and immediately it just goes into battle there's no um transitioning of the scenes there's no loading it's just all of a sudden your menu options come up the fights are very quick and as soon as it's done you get your experience and in the same screen you just go back to moving and i really like that because it's just it doesn't break the flow of the game um and you know the story is I would say it's one that we've probably seen before. You know, you're working for an agency, you know, peacekeeping agency. You're doing good. And then you find out that the agency you're working for may not be so good. So you decide to rebel. And then from there, you start meeting your cast of characters. Your world starts opening up. There's a little bit of um, back and forth in the game because there's 13 chapters. They all vary in length. So I'm already on chapter 8. But around chapter 7 is where it opens up, where you go to your second world. You have your ship. And then from there, you know, the, the areas that you go to start to expand and you can actually go back. So, so right now I'm going back to the first planet and from there you can recruit new characters as support characters. You can, uh, you can do side missions, things like that. And the game, to me, it's just like it's flying by and I'm really enjoying it. It has really cool like uh, old school cutscenes where it's like very little animation, sort of like you'd see in the early days. Um, and the music is great. The game is fun. I highly recommend it. I think on the eShop it may be on sale now or it's normally not that expensive. Hmm. You know, I bought the physical, so I, I'm obviously playing it that way. And what's really nice about the physical is it came with like 
a 50-page 50 50-page 50 manual. manual. I was going to mention that the yeah. manual's huge. It, it was pretty high up. I forget the exact count, maybe 49, 50, around there. It's but 50. my God, I mean, it's it's awesome. It literally is like what you expect when you buy like a Super Nintendo, you know, JRPG, and you get like your uh, battle guide books and your adventurer guide books. I mean, it just has so much in there. And, you know, it's, it's helpful to, to read those because it tells you a lot about the, the menu options that you just wouldn't know otherwise. But the game is great, and one other feature that I like that I haven't seen in other games is it took me a few chapters to realize this option, but in the main menu, at any point in the game, you can click battle, and you mm. can go into a battle. And you just, you know, you can get experience. Because I was playing the game, and I'm thinking like, okay, I'm going into an area, I beat all the bad guys, I leave, I come back, there's no more bad guys. How am I supposed to really, like, level up higher than what I normally could do just by beating everybody once? So I clicked on battle, and all of a sudden... I go into another battle, and I go, oh, great, if I want to level grind, you know, I can get to a area with, uh, like, high-level monsters, just click battle a few times, you know, the battles take anywhere from, like, two to four minutes, hmm. and you can just start level grinding, and I really like that feature, because at any point, if you don't want to do that, you can just go through the story, and there's normally not, like, hordes of enemies just on the screen at once, where you just feel like you're just trudging along, um... But no, it's a, it's a really fun game. I recommend it. I'm going to play this one through. I hope to beat it this weekend. And then, um, yeah, that was my main game. And then the other one, like I said, was Blood Breed that you know, Barry and I can talk about after he tells us what he's been playing. For sure. Yeah. So I have not been playing a whole lot because of Animal Crossing. I've been playing that. <laughs> surprise, I'm surprise. But I have played a few other things. I played uh, Panzer Dragoon, which nice. I'm not going to talk much about because uh, that may be a certain playcast episode coming up next one um, next maybe <laughs> um but i did play that and i played the trials of mana demo i went through that mm-hmm. how do you like it oh amazing yeah, yeah. Uh, i love the original Green. i love this i did get all three of my party members though i know you said you didn't jeff but yeah. i got all three I guess it um, depends on who you choose because i think they come one some of the party members come after that first boss battle Maybe yeah, because I had all three for the first boss battle. It was it was a little bit longer than I expected. Um, I like half the times so I was like, all right, I'm just gonna end here. Oh no, it's gonna end here. And then once I got to that first boss battle, I'm like, all right, now it's gonna end. Yeah, <laughs> it has like, to eventually. Just definitely. Um, I wanted to keep going. Like I was like, oh, you know, I got to level six. Uh, I know like seven is the cap, so it is. It, I didn't really do much grinding at all. I, a couple times I went back and forth because like it kind of gives you these indicators of where you need to go, which I love. I love in, in RPGs where it tells you where you need to go because mm-hmm. when I know where I need to go, I go the opposite way first and I go there last. <laughs> I always do. So I explored some other areas which respawned enemies. So. Um, I like that there's like experience bonuses, you know, based on how well you do in each battle, which I was like, oh, that, that's nice. Uh, and I don't, I don't remember if that was in the original because it's, it's been God so long since I played the original. Yeah, I don't remember. Is this but, a day one buy was, for you when it comes out? Oh, yeah, yeah, hands down. If we can find yeah, it. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I will be playing this once I, once I get it. I love the Mana series. Uh, in fact, this game I played originally on an SNES emulator with an English fan translation because mm-hmm. that was back in the day the only way to play it and i'm so happy now there's a legit version to play it but yeah it's, it's a great game is this the third one that was in the yes okay so did you play that one also i played that one originally on the super nintendo emulator because how it was never accurate, released yet. or how close to the original is it Oh, it follows this, follows it exactly. It's just beautiful the, graphics. Yeah, beautiful. Okay. It's updated, 
But the thing is, the game is very open-ended with who you choose, because there's six playable characters. You mm -hmm. choose three of them, and only three of them. And then the other three are still there in the world, but they will never join you at all. Mm -hmm. And what's cool is when you get a new character, it actually brings, even in the demo, it will bring up an option and says, you can play through the starter segments for that character if you want. You just won't get that to keep the experience or anything or the items, but you can actually see their backstory. And if you choose no, then they tell you their backstory and it shows you like a highlight reel from their oh, starting wow. areas, which is really cool because you got to get to get to know the characters a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I like that it gives you that option. And it, it's it's hefty. I mean, it took me maybe, you know, a little over an hour to, to beat the demo hour, maybe an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. um, and again, the save data saves over, like it brings to the, the main game, mm -hmm. which I am always a fan of. Uh, and I was about to start the uh, Bravely Default 2 demo, but I haven't I have not gotten there yet. But I, I will plan to do that probably tomorrow before I going back to Mega Man ZX Advent. Hey, JP, do you want to um, try to Bravely uh, default to demo as well and then I can try it and see if I actually don't like it or not because I I feel like I'm not going to like it but if I play it I might love the damn thing and then Barry's going to get to talk smack which would be funny <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason you want to do it so you can talk shit yeah <laughs> perfectly fair I will I'll beat this game this weekend and then I'll play the Bravely Default uh, demo because <laughs> I'm going to be playing a lot of... I'm going to play Panzer Dragoon for a while because I, I have it on the Sega Saturn. So it's going to be yeah. great. Um, we, we reviewed it and the reviewer was like, it's only like a three-hour game. Not that long. No, it's six six episodes, I think. Yeah. On Panzer Dragoon? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's not all, It's not super long. I'll be able to beat it. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if we can beat it, but we should be able to get through because it's hard. I think, there's an, I think there's different levels. Level Even on well, look, I don't, I, I, I can say more, but I think we're spoiling into the episode. Yeah, okay. yeah, I don't yeah. want to say any more. And um, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, shall we so, talk about our other, other game? Yes. Yeah. Creeping on on JP on the picture okay. two weeks in a row on the on so, the picture. I can't paint the picture as nice as Jeffrey, but for this game, it, it won't take much. The blood is breathing. Your car breaks down, and you go into a building, and that's the beginning of the game. <laughs> no, uh, no, your car doesn't break down. You hit a deer. You, you hit a deer. Deer. and then it doesn't work anymore <laughs> so it breaks down after you hit the deer so you go into a building and this is old school ps1 era i mean barely even less than ps1 purposely ps1 uh graphics and if you think of like back in 1995 yeah personally i like this game a lot better than back in 1995 well, i hope so that game was terrible yeah that game wasn't good. this game's um, this so one... bad that they wouldn't even send us another code though <laughs> oh. <laughs> moving on <laughs> So, pretty much the idea of the game is it's very simplistic. You're in this warehouse, factory kind of building, and you're trying to, I guess you're trying to escape, which is weird because you walked in willingly. Um, but as you're going into the different rooms, there's like this crazy machete-wielding killer that is like patrolling the areas, and he just goes after you. And what you realize early on in the game is that he won't start attacking you until you find a key that'll take you to the next level. That's incorrect. What? Yeah, at the very first room he's there, if you just run in to go to the uh, key, he okay. goes right for you, and a lot of times he sees you way before you even see him. Okay, so maybe it was later on I noticed that I, I missed the key, and I got all the way to the end, and I couldn't open the door, so I went back, and as soon as I found the key, there he was. So maybe I was thinking the second level. Okay, I'm sorry, you're right. Not every time, sometimes. Um, but you know what? <laughs> to me, 
I thought the controls actually for what it was trying to recreate wasn't that bad. Um, I thought I was easily able to like maneuver around with the character, even though the controls were a little clunky. Um, the game, I for some reason, I get scared very easily. So even with these graphics, I got scared when the when the guy would come up because you know <laughs> like the girl screams if she dies, and I'm just like, oh, I hate loud sounds, and I knew the guy was coming, and I just couldn't run away. But eventually, after no joke, I would say ten to twelve tries, I beat the first stage or first love room to get through. And then once I did that, the game started to like open up for me and become a little bit more enjoyable. What I thought was a little lacking was the variety of, of enemies, because it was really that guy that you couldn't kill, so you always have to run. And then there's these like weird, what do you call them, like demon type of characters. Um, and at that point, you get a... You get, what was it, a knife or a machete? What I you didn't even there? get that far. Okay. <laughs> so you didn't get a weapon that you can't kill them. And I never got to the weapon. And what's really interesting is, you know, you'll see the you'll see the enemy and they'll come at you. And I tried something once and it worked every single time. As long as you duck and you just slice at their legs, you pretty much can't die. So like I would just like crouch <laughs> and like sneak up to them and they would notice me. They would start to lunge, but I was so low, I would just swipe my weapon and kill them every time. Ankle biter and mentality. It, yeah, and it wasn't like, you know, that made it not a challenge, which was a little disappointing because I thought that later half, it just got too easy. Um, then they also had the Crash Bandicoot kind of levels where you're running towards the screen and the guy is chasing you from behind and there's obstacles that are coming in front of you that you can't see until oh, like really yeah. the last minute. That took me a, a few horrible. times to do. They had maybe like... I would say three or four of those in the game. Um, but other than that, I mean, there was very little story. There was cutscenes. There was a few cutscenes. There's one character, like this evil scientist guy that is experimenting on you. So you wake up like after you get kidnapped in there. But like there wasn't really a plot to the game. It was just kind of like you got to escape this crazy place and you don't really know why all this stuff is going on. Um, at the same time, the game is like an hour to two hours long. It's only like a five ninety nine game on the eShop, so it didn't take long to beat, but there just wasn't much there, uh, which I, I was disappointed because I really wanted to like it even more because I, like I, when we played back in 1995, I wanted to really enjoy those old school PS1 games, and now you have something like that on the eShop, and it's just, it was too short. It was too short to really enjoy too much, and I think they could have expanded a little bit on it, made it, a little bit longer, a little bit more variety. Um, I'll let Barry talk about his thoughts on it, and if you want to just comment on a few of the features that the game had that I thought were pretty cool. So, Barry, take it away. Yeah, so, um, started the game, <clears throat> got, got, you know, my car broke down by this, this wonderful deer, and I decided to, okay, well, I guess I just gotta run. So I'm running, and I'm running, and I'm running, <laughs> and I'm like, I feel I'm getting nowhere. I have a feeling if I turn around, my car's gonna be there. So I turn around, and there's my car. I'm like, are you kidding me? There's no direction. It's dark as hell. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. The graphics are grainy. And it has this wonderful feature that's like the, that's a VHS green uh -huh. with the static. And that's done on you know, on my default. So it's all grainy, it's dark, and it's static. I'm like, what is going on? Wait, you didn't turn that off? Not at first, no. <laughs> so, so then I, I, I walk around, I find this, the building. I'm like, oh, okay, clearly this is where I'm supposed to go. And I, I, I needed to find a key to open the door. I'm like, okay, so now I'm breaking and entering here. Okay, cool. So I get in. I'm like, all right, there's no one here. This is weird. Um, I walk into a room, and it's a 
bathroom, I believe, and I get chopped in half. And I'm like, yep. okay, this is, this is starting off great. So, so then I, I finally figure out I have to go around and get, get the key from a toilet. You get the key and sneak around. I'm like, okay. And I walk, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. And then I'm like, I move to the next section. And that's when the, the guy first appears. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, great. They know I hate horror games. So what does JP get? It's a horror game. Great. Okay. Now this guy's chasing me. I can't fight him off. I'm pissed off that I can't fight him off. He keeps slicing me in half. I figure out I got to get the key. got to sneak around. I'm crawling. I finally, you know, sneak around. I'm like, yeah, they open it up, open up the door, and I run in. I got buzzsawed in half. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're, you have me running from a, a psychopath killer that I can't attack into other traps. So I'm like, that's, that's, that's clearly just for the shock value. But, oh, it just frustrated me because it took me like four times or five times to finally get past the damn uh-huh. guy. And it's like, now you just killed me. Now I got to start over. So luckily, each section has checkpoints. And then yeah. there, was, there was one room I went into, and I turn around, and it's like an office or something. And I noticed why they had the weirdest option here. Because they for work option? Yes. Yeah. This is a game that looks worse than PS1 3D graphics and has a not safe for work option. And there's a calendar with a woman that I guess is a woman. It was a blob. Huh. And I'm like, oh, oh that's no, in, in the cutscene, you're naked. There's there's the male characters with penises that you see. And I'm just like, this is very interesting for like an hour long game. They really added some interesting things to it. Uh, and I was like, this is the weirdest thing ever. Well, so I didn't get that for always. So it was the calendar. I was like, why? Why is this a feature for this calendar? Now it makes a little more sense. But yeah, this is not the type of game you want to sit. No. Trashy, I'm sorry, you're not playing Blood Grease. <laughs> with PS1 graphic, I didn't see. I didn't try it without the not safe for work option. So I was just very curious if like what it was to look like. Gets rid of the wieners, JP. Get on just for shits and giggles because I'm like, <laughs> like I said, I, all the options were on by default, and then when I turned off the grain, I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna leave this one on. Maybe I'll get a good laugh out of it. How terrible the graphics are. <laughs> but yeah, I got about like six rooms in or something with the guy, and I, eventually it was just like, you know what? The, the, the controls were okay. The graphics were ugly as hell. And, I, you know, this feels like a guy's student project that he, that he turned in. Yeah. Um, like in a design class. And you know what? If that's the case, then then great job. Mm-hmm. But if, if this is like an actual team, you know, group of people is this, uh, I hate to say it, but the, there's lack of polish. Uh, and, and I understand where you're going from, like especially some story. Like explanation. Mm-hmm. Why can't I, do I not have a phone? Can I call AAA? Like, why my car is, why am I breaking in? Is there a buzz? Should I knock on the door? And if this is realistic, and I walk into a building, I have to find the key to open up, and I walk into a bathroom, and I see spinning blades, I'm carrying them around, and I'm running away. Like, I'm not going deeper in this place. <laughs> so why am I still doing it? <laughs> So, masochist. I think it was a blessing that code didn't work for you, Jeff, because you got spared. <laughs> oh, come on. I I like the game. I did not. <laughs> I found this to be a terrible game. Oh, JP. Not... <laughs> oh, Perry. <laughs> oh, me. I'm just stating my opinion. I didn't like it. That's fine. Hey, no, no, you're, you're allowed to not like it. Well, you know what? I, I think, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's I think it was 499599. If this was like on sale for 99 cents, I would absolutely say pick it up 
it's a fun hour game. Like you'll get, I think you'll get some enjoyment out of it. So, so it um, seems to me from the graphics and from your descriptions and how you like mm-hmm. constantly walk through a door and die that it's actually like almost tailored toward Twitch streamers and jump scares and like just for a little fun streaming day. That's what it sounds like mm-hmm. to me. Like it was created for that. And see, that's another thing. If, if I liked horror type games, you know, I, I hate jump scares. The dogs in Resident Evil jumping through that window still. Just <laughs> right. So like, it's one of those things where this is definitely not my cup of tea. So <laughs> this is your cup of tea, then definitely no. give it a try. But this is not my genre. Mm-hmm. But I did it for the playcast still. Yeah, <laughs> I. It's funny. I get scared easily, and I always say like I like horror games, and I'm thinking like. Oh my god, this game is scaring me! And then, like the very beginning, like that can't be a good sign for me wanting to play like other horror games for the Switch. But now that Resident Evil Three just came out on the PS4, I really want to just jump in and play Resident Evil Origins for the Switch, and then Resident Evil One. And I was like, I'm in the mood to play like a Resident Evil game, and I'm like, but they scared me. <laughs> See, so that would like, be interesting. Which is, you know, but even like even like the original Resident Evil, like I didn't play the original, but when remake came out, like mm-hmm. everyone was talking about it because oh my god, those GameCube graphics. So I got it, I brought it home. I was mm-hmm. well, when I brought it to my college dorm because I was dormy at the time. It was ironically a dark and stormy night because I had just gotten out of work. Uh, so I popped it in. I played. I was like, oh, this this graphics are cool. I could do this. And then the first zombie. And I shoot it, and it drops down dead. I'm like, hey, this isn't so bad. And I walk over it, and it grabs me. I jump. I throw the controller down, turn it off, and go, nope, done. And the <laughs> lightning was striking at the time, like in reality. I'm like, it took me a couple days to go back to it. <laughs> like, <laughs> done. Well, that's so funny. this game, not my cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the but irony is, is I've been wanting to go back to Resident Evil 2, the, the new version. Mm-hmm. That they just released 3. And it's like, if I'm not doing that during this outbreak when we're actually have some home time like uh-huh. i'm not gonna do it at all until i retire and like my focus is my switch backlog man <laughs> i want my switch backlog to go down yeah <laughs> you know what, you know what game i want to get back to into tiny hmm. barbarians oh i yeah. really want to like keep going because uh i think it was closeable on twitter and he's a regular listener i think it was him who mentioned that he just picked up tiny barbarian or he started playing it and i'm like Man, that game was so much fun. I really want to go back to it. It was. It was amazing. It was. He actually yeah. says hi, by the way, because I posted on Twitter that we were recording. He says hi. Hello. <laughs> What's so, up? Do we, already, do we already say what we're playing next week? Everybody knows now. So we are officially playing Panzer Dragoon. Awesome. Heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. We're going to play it on the, on the Sega Saturn. No. <laughs> so did you pre-order the physical from Limited Run? Or will you be? I got the limited edition. You got the what? The limited edition. Yes, with the Sega Saturn. Uh, yeah. A case. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I even pre-ordered the uh, the controller as well. Oh, I didn't do that. I didn't know there was. A I did because they said it was exclusive to them. That one. Hmm. I didn't know there was a controller. Ooh. I didn't even see a controller. What the heck, JP? Twenty. They have a Sega Genesis and a Sega Saturn. Oh, that one. controller. And I thought like, it was a Panzer Dragoon controller. Oh no no no! Sorry, but I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. Oh, you, you're t- so it wasn't a it wasn't a Panzer Dragoon controller. It was just a no. Not, no, just a Sega Saturn. Oh, I got the um but, the pink one when they did the the one for breast cancer awareness. Oh nice. Yeah, I got I did a pink one a while ago. That's pretty awesome. Very nice. But, so what's left to talk about? So um Mario. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a few different um, rumors floating around with Mario and Zelda. Um, basically, uh, some people are basically, now that we've gotten our Switch Direct, now they're theorizing on um, multiple sources, which is really just people spreading rumors that we're going to get some Mario games, and then that Breath of the Wild 2 is likely coming out. Um, based on the seven to eight month lead up time that we usually have until there's a big release for the holidays. Um, I'm leaning toward what Barry mentioned at the beginning of the playcast. And Mm -hmm. basically with this virus, with production and actual development teams on hiatuses, um, I, I don't foresee anything huge coming out if it hasn't already been announced um, mm-hmm. so stuff that's already been announced, like we're going to see and probably delayed, like Barry was saying with some of the other stuff like that we're seeing and the JP mentioned, I think the movies, right. Or was it Barry mm-hmm. that mentioned the movies I'm losing my mind? Yeah. Um, we, all did. <laughs> we all did, but, um, but like, I, I think that if they're going to announce anything, it's going to be the Mario stuff. Um, I think that some people, there, there's probably a credible source in there, um, I'm just hoping that we see the Mario Galaxy games in 3D mm-hmm. if we're going to see anything because those games are amazing and without the Wiimote waggle it would be great. Um, mm-hmm. Oh my god, you just imagine playing it like traditionally. It'd be so great. Um, those are the ones that I really would like to see. Everybody's talking about Sunshine. Um, that'd be great too. It'd be great to see everything honestly. But like if what we're... About, I mean- Super Mario 64 to me, I mm-hmm. think would just be amazing to see yes. an HD oh, remasters. So I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Every if they want to bring everything, I mean, it'd be very interesting to see if they would do individual releases, sort of like the Link's Awakening HD, or yes. if they would go back to where they did compilations back in the day, like on the Wii. They had the uh, what the Mario anniversary with a whole bunch of the classic. Kirby as I well. Mean, yeah, Kirby. So, you know, they could go either way. If they're doing remasters, mm. I could see them doing individual releases. Um, I just hope I you're right, like, JP, and they redo Mario 64, and then everybody yeah. buys it, it goes crazy, and then they do more 64 remasters, yeah. so we get Orcarina of Time, we get all the different games remastered. <laughs> oh, it'd be so I mean, good. Well, those were remade already. Yeah, they were remade, but we need them on the Switch. <laughs> That's really what everything comes down to. Yeah, we don't care about that 3DS clown shoes. I wouldn't mind it if it was a compilation. Like if they say, "Here's opening a time 3D, um, just without the 3D effects, but it's the and same Majora for 60 bucks." You'd be like, "What? No!" But if they said, "Here it is with Majora's, and maybe a link between worlds or something like that thrown Ooh. in, or, or uh, Triforce Heroes thrown in, kind of deal." Mm-hmm. Like if that would be more worth it. And I think that's really where compilations come into play. Like, Mario 64, I would love to see in HD graphics. And I'd love to see them incorporate the new stars and new things added in 64DS, but mm-hmm. but make it like an option, make it like a, like a best of both ah. worlds kind of deal um, in HD. But, you know, I do not think that game for $60 would work. But I would love uh-uh. to see a Super Mario All-Stars 2 with that, with Mario Ga- uh, Sunshine, with Galaxy Games. Uh, I heard 3D World was also going to get a, mm-hmm. a standalone. I heard the Paper Marios might have a compilation and a brand new Paper Mario as well. <laughs> like, like these, these are all pipe dreams at this point. Like, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. And you the new what? Paper Marios going back to the roots. They could do any of that stuff. Like, they could. It's a pipe dream, but it's like there's no reason why they couldn't 
do every single thing that we're hearing. Well, and... I can think of one reason why not. <laughs> yeah, but but in all reality, if they do something, I'm gonna be happy. Like yes. any of the things. Even if they just put out Mario 64, as long as, I hope it's not $60, but as long as they put, like, if they put Mario 64 in a standalone cartridge, um, they remastered it, I mean, I would be happy. Why, but, why would it be Donkey Kong was 60, Link's Awakening was 60? I know, I know. I thought Link's Awakening was 40. I thought it was 42, but it probably was 60. You think it was 40? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I I was like, I'd be happy, but then they would announce a U.S. collector's edition, a U.K. collector's edition, <laughs> and then Barry would just be mad all over again. No, uh, I would be mad if they said, here it is, <laughs> Mary Wall Stars 2, Mario 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy 1 and 2, but only 64 was in the card and the other three were downloaded. <laughs> Except if you get the special Japanese version, where there's only five made, and they're all at like a Japanese oh, only. <laughs> Damn it, JP. <laughs> <laughs> um. By the way, uh, just confirmed is sixty dollars, not forty. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But see, at least that that's that's and even that Mario sixty four. They have to add stuff. Like they did yeah. add some stuff to yeah. Link's Awakening, and it's clearly like like Mario Link's Awakening graphic was a hundred percent different, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. But with Mario sixty four, if it was just like up res graphics, like Mario looks HD, like Mario Odyssey's model kind of deal, but everything else was the same game. That would be a little different. I think we but. could give Nintendo a little bit of credit. They've been doing a very good job with their first party games. Mm-hmm. I don't think they would just give it a little, you know, cozy. I think they would make it like Link's Awakening. Yeah. And give it the give it a uh true H D. Well if we go with that um promo from last year where Mario was in his sunshine outfit. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean Oh, that that annoyed a lot of people. Yeah, it did. I think that's hilarious that everybody jumped oh. to conclusions. Well, I I just want I just want Wind Waker HD on the Switch. Oh yeah, I honestly Wind Waker, like. I want Skyward Sword traditional. Yes, that's not that game was tailor made. I know. Well, I mean, they could technically do it with the 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 Joy-Con. Switch Joy Cons, um, and it would be actually way more responsive. Mm-hmm. See, I, I think at this point, if they did Wind Waker HD on the Switch, which I would not be opposed to, I think they smartly would have to bundle it with Twilight Princess HD yeah. and just do the two of them. That'd uh, be nice. In the same way that they would have been smart to bundle Twilight Prince or uh, Tropical Freeze with Country Returns 3D with the 3D mm. added stuff on it, or even just the standard Wii version, mm-hmm. um, that would have been smart, and I don't think people would have complained about $60. Right. People would have complained. So, they, they always complain. Well, you're right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so we'll always complain. But it's not going to be the same level that people did. Yeah, yeah. But they have to have the funky mode. Maybe put it in both versions. The funkiest of all funkies. Yeah. <laughs> I actually haven't even really played that game. <laughs> like the, the Switch version. I, there's a lot of those that came out at the oh, wrong time. Um, Tropical Freeze uh, with Funky. Yeah, I played it on easy mode. And I was able to beat it super easy. Um, but yeah, I, oh, I think I did funky, funky mode. Yeah, I did the funky it was mode. an easy one. And you know what? It was enjoyable. It didn't take that long, and I at least got to experience the game. Um, so I, I like yeah. when games give you that option. There were a lot of Sometimes games you... that came out, though, around that time that I just... Because oh, yeah. I was playing something else, and it was just engrossing. Or I was working on a book or something, because that happens, and I just that's the focus of the, the life. Mm-hmm. And that's the craziness. It's the craziness, man. Um, yeah, but I would say, like, we're still going to probably see our Zelda this year. I'm hoping that you're right and we see um, a Wind Waker or Twilight 
or both, mm-hmm. both, honestly. There's no reason not to just port them both. Um, but I would love to see that. Um, but, I mean, that's the rumor mill. Um, more importantly, though, there's a game I posted, JP, and you actually have a physical copy. Um, when I was researching for year two, Japanese only, and the game looks yeah. freaking ridiculous. You, <laughs> probably from the cover, you thought it was a baseball game, and it is not. It was Pro Yakuyo Femista Evolution, and it's literally like a Dragon Quest RPG with a baseball oh, really? game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> watch videos of it online, and you're like the baseball guy going around and hitting like enemies with a bat. Like, on a. Games like that over here. Yeah. Like, it's just ridiculous. And so. What I decided is, is in the in in the non-English section, I'm gonna highlight some of the weird games, <laughs> and I'm just nice. gonna talk about them. Because um, in the year one book, I put them in with the regular version, so I am Setsuna's in with the regular games, because that's something mm-hmm. I would collect because it has English. Well, mm-hmm. the stuff that doesn't have English, like Splunker Party, I also put in there, and then. We hit the stretch goal, put in all the non-English, and then I'm like, man, it's shoehorned in. I didn't want to move it because I already had the whole book formatted. I'm like, year two, I'm going to do something fun with the non-English section and make it crazy. Nice. And... I... What? Oh, I was going to say, I thought it was funny because you were talking about Japanese games, and I was like, oh, I, I, I put up like a tweet saying, like, oh, I'm thinking of going, like, collecting all the Japanese games. What are people's thoughts? And somebody's like... How are you gonna be able to know everything coming out? I was like, well, there's this little book coming out that's just chronicle all of it. And yeah, I was like here's the link to it, and they're like, oh. <laughs> and so, um, interestingly, is I found a rabbit hole, which was literally me just looking at every single Switch release digitally, every one. Oh, oh. Um, I did that the other day. So. so many. So that that's the one thing with me being home and being OCD is like now I have to look at every game. So I, I went through and I have now we have highlighted over two hundred ga- digital only games that haven't been released. Um, I was telling talking about this because we do like a chat for the listeners. We do a chat like on you know Messenger or whatever. But um, there are so many that have definitely gotten limited run releases um, mm-hmm. that are not don't have a switch physical release and there was way more than i thought and there are a lot of them are year two and it was just mm-hmm. like it was like there's this crazy japanese uh schoolgirl fighting like 3d looking fighting game that came out there's mm-hmm. a, a ton of different ones that i was just like man like so they're probably going to get released and then <laughs> that section's going to be all jacked up just like the nine that got announced after our um after our digital only section um, is already mm-hmm. published. Um, so Barry was asking, he wonders how many. Um, I noticed in year one, there were 50 games that we highlighted. Nine of them <laughs> are getting a physical, so that's like 20%. So that's crazy. out of 200, we'll probably see like, <laughs> like a good 40. That would be insane. <laughs> oh. And so like the thing is, though, so there's 200 right there instead of 50. Um the games there is at least I think three times as many games on physical um, for year two, so we're we're looking at two volumes for sure, um, yeah. and that's why I wanted to look through every single game because I didn't want to miss anything. And there are some really weird looking games that don't have any pictures on certain websites. 
They're crazy oh. looking. Um, there was one I actually looked at today, and I was like, oh my god. It was like this 2D platformer. Um, it was in the P's. I have everything sorted by release date right now. Because that's the other thing, is I have to look through and find every developer and release date. Um, it's called Pixel Devil and the Broken Cartridge. <laughs> by by Le- level evil and it has like a 20 out of 100 rating <laughs> but it looks awesome oh it looks like a, it looks like a nintendo platformer and it looks awesome um the last game that i just looked at was called pizza titan ultra and it's like a 3d looking um action game with some racing in it and there's like a pizza mech with it's a mech with a pizza slice on its head and it says it's pizza time on it like i have never heard of these get those before. In, in america and it's artsy and it's in america for sure digital only um it looks pretty awesome hmm? mm-hmm. we need this physical. well and and that's the thing is like if people release this release all the games that we cover physically great cuz that's kind of the the thing is to highlight some of these games and then like if any of these limited companies get the book They'll be like, oh, I should contact this developer. They're on Twitter. I can look them up right now. And then all of a sudden, not only does that developer get, you know, unique and, and increased interest, but maybe they have the possibility of getting their game out there physically for history, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it would be amazing. And, like, it's just... But there's so many games, man. So many games. And... That's where I'm like, there's no way I would have been this far if we didn't have the stay-at-home going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm going to be going into work again because I'm doing like week-ons, week-offs right now. So I have to go into work again next week. Um, so it's going to it's gonna slow down my hobby process, unfortunately. <laughs> one, one thing I will say is, so I picked up, so I went on to Amazon Japan and I realized that... Um, you just sort by cheapest to most expensive, and they mm-hmm. have some physical Switch games that never came out here because they don't have English. But they were like ten dollars, maybe like ten, nice. fifteen dollars. And I was like, okay, you know what? Like when they get really cheap like that, I'm like, why not? Let's give it a shot. So I picked up one game that's just like crazy, like pure Japanese kind of game. I have no idea what it even is, <laughs> um, but the cover looked like very anime-ish. But then I got one that I've been eyeing for a while that a lot of people have noticed, which is called Closed Nightmare. Oh, yeah. Which, it has English on the cover, on Your the front, but then it's all Japanese. And what was interesting is I posted it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I wish I could understand it. And somebody was like, well, why don't you just try Google Lens? And I was like, I don't even know what that is. So he said, mm-hmm. download the Google app, go to the thing, and try. And I tried it. And it's pretty awesome. Like, the downside is it you kind of have to keep, uh, like, focusing it onto the screen because yeah. it, it won't just, you can't just keep it stationary, like, on a tripod, and it keeps updating, like, the text. Um, you have to kind of keep moving it and then like putting it back into focus. So playing the game is very tedious because there's just so much dialogue. But I actually was able to go through the first puzzle or so, and the the, the translation was pretty spot on. And really? Like, wow! If they could make this like like just like seamless, like I don't know, if you just like I said, like you put it on a tripod and it's just updating as text is coming on the screen without any issues. I'm like, this opens up like so much for people who were previously not able to understand these type of games the problem with this one is that there's a lot of text because it's a mixture of some um live action scenes Mm -hmm. and then it's a lot of like escape room puzzle kind of um where 
you wake up. So the the beginning of the game is like you wake up and the, your phone rings and you start listening to this woman talking about how like you're here for like an experiment and you have no idea what's going on, so you have to get out of the room. But there's a lock on the door with a a key lock and then also like a a leather uh, lock, and you have to obviously like you know get the right combination. So you move around the room by literally just like selecting like an area and then it zooms in on like the table and then you can move the cursor and select on each item but there's so much dialogue so i kept like having to put the the phone in front of the screen yeah and just translating it like when it translates it's perfect like i understood everything like i said i was able to solve the first puzzle but there was so much dialogue that it literally would take me like two three hundred hours to go through this game just having to re refocus the camera so that part i was like oh, okay yeah. There's got to be an easier way. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. Because one, the guy that told me about it, he's like, oh, I play all my Japanese games like this. And oh, that's got to be bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I'm thinking, like, you know what? If it's like a platformer kind of game, like maybe La Mulana where, I mean, I could be wrong, but maybe there's not a lot of dialogue on the screen at one time. So you kind of just, you know, open up all the text and then you shoot your camera. Your yeah, like an action-based game. Yeah. But, like, these games... I was just like, oh, I can finally play it. I'm like, no, this is just going to be too <laughs> tedious. Like, I, I literally have to play, like, 20 minutes at a time. Otherwise, I just go crazy. But the fact that I was actually able to start playing through it, I'm like, there's potential here. Like, so the text almost there, then, it sounds like. and The text is there. I mean, it, co- it comes up on your phone. Well, imagine that, like, like, if the technology advances just a little bit, and then they incorporate it into a smart TV. So then when yeah. you're when you're watching a channel in real time it translates it so then technically mm-hmm. you could overlay the video game and it would translate your games in real time yeah. on its smart TV. Like like it's close. Like I would say yeah. within the next few years we might see that. That'd be amazing. I mean if that if that did that, I mean it just opens up collecting so much because no longer is it gonna be like oh yeah. Barry's yeah, gonna be like, sad. You know. <laughs> no, Barry I think would still go North America only. I don't know if I could play everything. I would. It would open up a lot for me. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, if I just to be able to try games and understand like how to navigate through the menus and just no, I mean like back things. all the way to Nintendo. Oh, <laughs> like it would open up a lot. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, that's well. a bad rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, my. Yeah, I thought that was preaching, and that's something I never even thought about, and. I've heard of, like, Google Glasses, which I have no idea if they have the same technology where it translates, like, on the lens for you what you're reading yeah. or if it does something else. But the Google Lens, which was a free app on my iPhone, was able to translate the game. And I'm just like, this is interesting. Like, I don't know. I, I would recommend everyone just try it out because it's pretty cool. It, if there's a lot of text, like, happening, like, live where, you know, it, it, it comes up on the screen and then it, it transitions to the next it may not be able to capture it that quickly, but if it's just text-based where it's just on the screen, it'll it'll translate it. And so far, I've been able to understand everything. So Sounds it's not impressive. like there was lost in translation or anything, which I thought was pretty cool. It's pretty damn impressive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so just check out if you're bored and, you know, find a, if you have an import game, just, just try it. It's, it's pretty cool. I'm going to keep playing around and, and researching a little bit to see if maybe there's other apps that are out there besides Google Lens that does this maybe a little bit smoother because I was just like, oh, I'm so excited. I put the switch down and I, I, I got the tripod. So I put the camera or my phone on it and I'm like, here I go. I'm going to play this game. And all of a sudden I'm just like, oh, this is taking too long, but it's a start. You know what I mean? Like it's the first step. What they need to do is create a film that you can, you know, mm. put over your TV and it'll automatically translate for you and just play cool. with there. Well, that's where it's like, it would be like an app. 
on your on yeah. your TV or yeah. like like glasses that you put on your eyeballs. I don't know. <laughs> well, they tried to remove a glass. They did. did. It failed. Yeah. <laughs> it failed miserably. Um, but yeah. Um, so interestingly enough, um, now that the state of Georgia is shut down, I can't go anywhere except for food and gas and work. So I can't even go get my video games now. So. Um, oh, they'll still ship to you. Well, welcome to the club. Yeah, they'll they'll still ship. Um, so now I got to make sure I pre-order stuff because I'm I always go yeah. and and buy things like I support local or I go buy things in person because I enjoy that. Um, mm-hmm. So now I gotta I gotta buy everything online. Um, I I de- definitely had my two um my two games come in from PlayAsia, which is Book Bomb Brigade and then Ghost Parade, which has an NTSC nice. rating on it, which is interesting. Um, oh, Ghost Parade got a U.S. release. Yeah, so they sent me the U.S. version. So oh, okay. That's it. Yeah, I'm glad they did that. I didn't know it had a U.S. release. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, those are the two games that I picked up so far. Um, and then I also got in a really cool Keith Courage figure from Chris Tang. Um, I saw that. That looked I awesome. Saw that. That's awesome. Yeah, so he sent the original box, too, because I guess they released the anime, the Wataru anime they released the figure and he's like dude i want to make my own boxes but the like the mm-hmm. boxes are like nes style or the limited run games like 64 boxes which i have right next to it like it's that mm-hmm. type of quality it's like really good quality it has a little window for him to look out um oh, he, nice. he did full console sized ones but i really liked the small form version um mm-hmm. Ironically, I don't know if he was watching um, my video or my picture that I took or whatever, because I had Lords of Thunder in there, but that's going to be his next figure, is Lords of Thunder. And nice. I have that game sealed on the, for, the, uh, <laughs> for the Turbo Duo, so that'll be amazing to, to get that one. But it's like, it's cool things. I mean, he's, um, like a lot of people, hurting financially because of the crazy virus and everything. He can't work. So every like little projects like that <clears throat> are helping mm-hmm. him, and so happy to help out and get something really awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm almost done inking all the Virtual Boy covers. Finally, I think I have like three left out of twenty. Nice. Um, the guy went. Get done yeah, the the guy had the switch covers like in the state of completion, but he um he disappeared again. So he he likes to disappear. I haven't heard from him for like weeks. <laughs> um, so hopefully he gets back to me because if he could send them now, I could ink them. That'd be nice. <laughs> we get that stuff done because it's going to take a while. Um, the only thing that sucks is I need to buy more stain and I can't go to Lowe's right now. <laughs> it's amazing the things that you never think about. It's just like we got our groceries in today, which we ordered a week ago from Shopper, and they came in and I see the guy pull up and I'm just thinking like, Food is here, and all I'm picturing is like all the neighbors like staring out their window. Like, <laughs> we've gotten five seconds when he walks inside to so just grab everything, and I'm like, we're we're getting there. I don't think we're getting there, but I just find it so funny. I'm just like, like things that you just never think about. It's just like, here we are. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like I couldn't order some of the stuff online, but like mm-hmm. with that, I'm actually color matching stain. So I can't just, like, order it online because it's custom colors and stuff. Like, the red that I used for the Virtual Boy was a custom Virtual Boy red that I stained. Like, I got the color matched by someone. <laughs> so I'm going to do the same thing for the Switch. I'm going to actually get it the right Switch color red. Um, awesome. I, it'll be a, a slightly lighter than the Virtual Boy ones. Um, but, 
so my black box challenge Kickstarter is still trucking along. It's definitely funded. Um, going toward the second stretch goal. Um, I'm not doing a whole lot of marketing on it because I'm doing it for people who want to get a copy of the game. Um, so it's super cool. I got a lot of people really excited about the book, <laughs> which is awesome. Super, super cool. I'm going to back it this weekend. Oh, cool. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't backed it. Yet. I know. Sorry. <laughs> well, well the, I'm not going to badger you about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously, I'm going to back it, but there's so many like great Kickstarters out now. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you see the Sea of Stars one? No. Yeah. With, like, from Saturday. Did you see with the announcement today? Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. physical. And then did you see how much it jumped up? It went, no, I did not. Yeah, I forget what it was before the announcement, but wow. That that worked. Um, yeah, so I, I guess for people who... Uh, I'm sorry, Jeff, I didn't mean to cut into your Kickstarter. Oh, you're good. Continue. <laughs> I just, I'm I looking just it up now. I'm looking it up now. I, I haven't backed it yet, so... so so They're about to get a boost because there's a lot of people that follow me. <laughs> yeah. So Sea of Stars is set in the messenger world, but it's like an old school uh, JRPG. Um, and it's by the developers of Messenger. And it looks really good. So initially with digital only. And then this morning, Limited Run Games announced that they are working with them to create a physical. And as of right now, it's going to be an early backer physical limited edition for the consoles that they decide to do. So they're two years out right now from releasing. So they said, you know, we have to see kind of what consoles are out at that point and we'll make a decision. It's not guaranteed that your console may be the one that gets a physical. Oh. But what's really nice is in the in the print, they even said, if, your con- if the console of your choice is not, you know, we don't make a physical for it, you can get a refund on that add-on price. For the physical, no questions asked. What, like, so it's say, a... say you do it for one, for like the Switch, and then you say like, oh, oh, you know what? I want a PS5 one as well. Like, I wonder if they'll let you add on at they, that point. They normally do at the end during mm-hmm. the survey. Like for backers, they'll give you the option. That, oh, do you want to add on anything else? And I'm sure they would have that option. They they didn't respond to someone saying that there may be like a, a more retail release, like probably through limited run games after Kickstarter. But I mean, it's interesting too because right now. No one is doing a limited PS5 game, right? I mean, mm-hmm. no, we don't even have it yet. So, so they're already thinking like next gen because it's going to be two years out. So it looks but like it's ninety nine dollars for the physical. Uh, well, no, um, well, it's no. Canadian Canadian dollars. No, it's one hundred and forty Canadian ninety nine for the plus no, physical. There is there is something you can do. They, I, the people tweeted about it to, to them, and I was reading. You can actually donate you a dollar, pledge one dollar, and then add on an additional ninety Canadian dollars, and that will get you just yeah the physical. I did the other tier, which was the physical with the digital code. There's apparently like a crypt in the game, and your name will be on one of the tombstones, kind of thing. I'm like, okay, I'll I'll put my name in the game and stuff like that. But you can do just the dollar thank you donation, and then manually add on. So ninety one Canadian. Yeah, I thought so. I thought it was Canadian. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's ninety Canadian. It should be in there. If if you look at their updates, it's the first, the newest one, and it should have the price and like what to do if you don't want to do a tier like physical. I will back it at ninety Canadian right now, live on the Playcast. Um, at the one dollar tier. Yeah, it says to pre-order your copy, you could either A, add 90 Canadian dollars to your pledge, or B, use the 140 Canadian dollars pledge. Um, I'll so save the 50 one. Canadian, because I don't, I'm interested in just the physical, um, 
But yeah, so they're going to get a boost because there's a lot of people who say, man, I hate it when you when you back something because then I go and buy it. <laughs> but yeah, um, but it's interesting with um, Black Box Challenge too. going back to, to my Kickstarter because I have like 70 backers right now, but I didn't think that there were 70 people that don't have the game that were interested because I figured it's super niche. It's an NES homebrew, right? Like there's already been like 200 people that already have a copy. Like, over 200 people. Like, maybe 300, 400 people. So there's still 70 people out there that were interested in getting the game, which is awesome. It's a new printing. Can't get it again. Yeah, I mean, that's up to that's up to people. Um, there's not going to be any differences on the ROM. <laughs> um, it's going to be a lot cooler with the artistic. I feel like that the box pops better with the red on it. And mm-hmm. I'm going to redo... If it gets to 10, I'm, I'm adding a lot to the manual. Um, I'm going to add, like, a, a, all the enemies and break them out and all that stuff, which will be, like, fun. It'll be fun and classic. But, um, yeah, and then the book's going to be cool. Um, I also signed a new author this week. Okay, so it's a Higgins yeah. Alley book, so I, I have another author signed. And it's um, the guy released a while ago a Mike Tyson's Punch-Out book. Um, and it was $200 on Amazon. Like, like, so he went to Kickstarter, got it funded or whatever, and then gave everybody their money back and decided not to do it because he, I don't know if he wanted to do it licensed by Nintendo or I don't know, but, um, Mm -hmm. he didn't realize that he can just do a parody book or a analytical book. Um, but the name is Daniel, um, and Daniel Lenny, Lenny Nana, (laughs) I probably said the name wrong. Lankiana <laughs> or something. But, um, yeah, he's super passionate about it. He wants to do a lot more books than just a, a punch-out book. But um, mm-hmm. his fr- it's like a landscape layout of the book, but it covers all a punch-out. But it's called, like, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Um, has a black box of the front with, like, Mike Tyson's pixel. But what we're going to do is we're going to do a classic book jacket. And I have an artist. He actually, there was actually an artist who hit me up yesterday out of the blue, and he does like perfect portraits of people. So he's gonna do like a, a Tyson one, where like in his, um, you, in the reflection of Tyson, you can see Little Mac, and it's mm-hmm. gonna be super cool. So he's he's definitely interested in, in uh, doing the, the Punch Out book, and it, it should be super cool. Um, and an interesting read because that that book is cool. It is available online too. The book, so um, so yeah, lots of little projects going on. Um, Switch collector. Hopefully, it'll be shipping. Um, I haven't heard any delays with COVID or anything. Um, so hopefully, it's gonna be getting out here in a reasonable amount of time. Um, I'll send it to Barry's house first so he can disinfect it with his process. And I don't get one first. Oh, I like where this is going. (laughs) I'm going to send the whole pallet to Barry. (laughs) You go, disinfect it all, all, Barry. Uh, (laughs) Take it through the the Barry cleaning. Um, (laughs) No, it's... (laughs) What does that even mean? I don't know. (laughs) Barry says he... he, I have to go through the groceries. He was saying last week that he everything that he uh, comes into oh. contact with, he assumes is infected with the virus. So. Yes, yes, <laughs> Send it to Barry's it, house yes. first so you can go crazy and disinfect the world. <laughs> oh. But no, I, hopefully it comes in. Um, honestly, like I haven't gotten the cards done yet, so that's going to be my next focus is getting all the, 
the cards done, which I think is cool <laughs> for an initial release. Don't know if I'm going to do that going forward, though. Like, the cards. Just depends on mm. if people like them. Um, really, it's just because we're starting a new series, I think it'd be cool just to show a little mm-hmm. history in card form. Maybe we'll do, like, a couple cards to add to it, each one. Maybe, like, one or two. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, if um, the... I should get two books, JP, um, early books, and I'm going to send one to you. Yay. So, yeah, like, it, they usually they'll send me two advances. If they only send me one, then I'm, you know, shit out of luck, but. I'll see. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, and I don't, and hopefully I get all the rest of the stuff in the mail, the manuals, everything, like, it's. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy world we live in right now, and I have my little mini composition notebook that I took from my daughter so I can keep track of everything. <laughs> the nice. book is all checked. The Switch cases, assemble the cases once I get them in the mail. Switch Arcade, that guy got back to us. Um, mm-hmm. But he's confusing because he also hit me up on Etsy, but then he's like, well, everything's halted though. But he said something confusing to me because so, basically what I responded to him was is hey we had to go with um, small change arcade you know uh, Maddie um, because I, you haven't been in contact with me for a year and then basically I went and I but I told him I was like but if you've already assembled some like I don't want you to waste your time we'll buy them from you like I'll buy them yeah. from him and like JP and I'll have one or something like from the funds but but I was like, but I do want the art to be updated because your logo needs to be on it. My new logo needs to be on it. Like, it's... Right. Yeah, there's some changes that need to be made. And... I feel like we're done with him. Yeah. Um, I got that feeling. Yeah, it's just... Like, well, when you see what small change can do, like, just his arc... Like, the arcades that he makes are, are like, near perfect. It's going to mm-hmm. be, like, night and day. And so I have a feeling that we're... We made the right choice, but our hands mm-hmm. were forced. <laughs> like, and yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think going with um, part with year two, we're definitely going to be keeping things a lot simpler. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, we might do a couple of those pinball to support the pinball guy. Um, oh yeah, that'd be great. But the only thing is, though, is that I don't think. Only one of the pinball games came out, and I don't know if it's supported. The ones that are supported, I think, either came out in year one. Like, I think Pinball FX may have came out. One of them One of them came out, and I have it in the digital only, but, like, the other two d- didn't come out in year two, so. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be interesting, but I would like to support him. Maybe he'll do a couple. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, it's up to, it's up to him. Um, but like, I want to kind of keep it simple this time around. Like we had a lot of add-ons, all the fun stuff. Um, getting that all together is a logistical nightmare, by the way. (laughs) I can believe it. Yeah, it's just, it's insane. Um, that's about all I got for this episode. You guys got anything? Like, do we want to talk about any of the releases coming out or because... I mean, pretty much next week we have Disaster Report 4 Summer Memories coming out. Mm -hmm. If you want to see gameplay of it on the Switch, check out my YouTube channel because we did about 20 minutes of gameplay and we put up our review already on on jpswitchmania.com so you can see how well it does on the Switch. I will say, JP, you've been um, uploading more and more uh, little videos which is awesome on your YouTube. Thank you. That's all uh, That's all, John. He's one of my longest time friends and a reviewer on, 
on for JP Switch Media, and he got a capture card over the holidays, and he said he he reached out to huh. me and said, "I really want to start doing uh, streaming and you know let's plays and stuff like that." I said, "Well, use the channel, go for it." So now any game he gets for review, he's been putting up the videos, and then hopefully soon we'll start doing video reviews as well. Um, His buddy yeah, John Poland. <laughs> I'm just really happy we're finally able to show uh, gameplay footage, especially of like newer release titles. So it's been a lot of fun to get the channel active again. And oh, yeah. people check it out. When's the playcast getting on there, JP? <laughs> yeah, I got to talk to you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. That's all I had. You see, everyone, you see, you see where we land. You see how special we are. We're, we're just nothing but an afterthought that needs love reminding. You. Oh, yeah. Oh, I feel the love. I feel the love. Wow. You're, you're, see, he's still holding on to my games, too. I paid him already for the games. He's still holding on to them, and this is the love I get, you know? <laughs> oh. Yeah, I still have your games. That's right. You probably <laughs> still have his, um, his uh, screen protector, too, that he needs to test. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> like we, we we haven't forgot about the launch blue screen guys like that were trying no. to do a sponsorship. Like we just literally can't get one to bury. Maybe you should just send it to me at this point, <laughs> since I don't know if we'll ever get to go out again. I can mail stuff to you. That's not a problem. Down the road. <laughs> you just gotta pay shipping. Well, at this point, it should be free shipping for those comments, you know. <laughs> for those comments. I'll send it to you media mail, no problems. <laughs> has to like right, go. It has to go to like New York and back just to get down the road. So, so where can we find everybody? Well, you can find all of us at home, JP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Oh. It's one of those episodes. I mean, I don't know if you all noticed, but it did flip over um, when my headset died, but it went pretty s- seamlessly over to um, my speakers on my TV. So the audio in this last half, was it's going to be a little different. Um, you're going to hear JP's shirt hitting his microphone constantly as he breathes. I, I barely moved. Oh, yeah, it's loud. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. <laughs> um, so as always, you can find me at Hagen's Alley on Facebook and the Twitter, if I ever go on there again. We'll see. Um, and on uh, Instagram, I'm at Hagen's Alley Books. Um, my books are always available at Hagen'sAlley.com, as well as you can buy the Switch Collector Volume 1 at SwitchOpedia.com. What about you, Barry? You can find me on Twitter at HawkHellfire. And you can find me on Facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. Yeah. And I am everywhere. So jpswitchmedia.com, <laughs> on Twitter, jpswitchmedia, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, even though I'm not really there anymore. But yeah, all the major social media channels, find me there. And on Twitter, we always have giveaways going on. We actually have one going on right now, which uh, I partnered with Thunderful. And we are giving away three eShop codes for Curious Expedition that just came out on the Switch. So you can win one of three codes. And then I have a few other giveaways in the works that I'm, I'm getting the images ready for now that should be going up live in the next couple of days. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so Twitter is the place to be for all your Switch news and whatnot. And obviously the Switch Mania Playcast is where you want to listen to us every week. <laughs> That's right. You can't listen to it at JP's YouTube right now. No, you can't. No. 
And we didn't talk about our April Fool's joke that was really lame because I had to break the joke because of COVID, but... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> JP didn't even retweet it, I don't think. No, I'm not touching that with a tenth of Fool's <laughs> Now we're going to have the Anything Switch Mania Playcast. I will not be next to it. <laughs> Anything that's what? Anything that says one collective, I'm like, people hating me. <laughs> yeah, because it's Switch Mania Playcast Year One. Physical on cartridge to listen to us. Distributed by Warren Collectors. That was our April Fool's joke. See, if you didn't do that, I'm like, you know what? Maybe we would get the funding for it. I could see like putting up a fun Kickstarter and then doing it, and it's like, oh crap, it got funded. What are we supposed to do now? Yeah, that's why we can't do that because we're not Warren Collectors. We're you not gonna. You could probably do it through Super Rare, right? I'm sure George would like to do that. That would be very interesting. That's something that hasn't been done yet. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we'll be pioneers. Well, on the post that I posted, when I posted that it was a joke, um, posted the posted of posts. Um, (laughs) On a post note, note, when I posted the post, um, there was at least a few people that said, well, I would buy it. Yeah. I think people would get it because it's a novelty. It hasn't been done before. And to have a podcast on on a playable Switch cartridge. That would be the first of its kind. Cause if we make that happen, we'd be pretty damn amazing. A few years ago, I did do VGBS Gaming Podcast Season 1, and it's you can read a synopsis of the episodes on the NES cartridge, and that was pretty cool. Um, but there was supposedly at one year at, um, Midwest Gaming Classic Memblers, who was like the originator of NES Homebrew, said, oh, I can get that, all your audio on one cartridge, and you can play it all. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. And, but he's like, he'll figure it out, but he'll figure it out in like 10 years. Um, <laughs> but like a Switch cartridge, that'd be too easy. I mean, I'm just saying, I would do it if, uh, if, if somebody is interested, I mean, we can, I will absolutely... Um, license out my voice. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's all it takes is the IP. Um, intellectual property of our own likenesses and voices and everything to be utilized. I'm fine with that and we'd have a a Switch cartridge. So, so a joke, it's just like my Virtual Boy book last year, April Fool's joke that came to fruition. Like, Uh that's literally what happens is like what was it two years ago i said i'm gonna do the the switch collector all right the the complete switch was the april fool's joke like two years ago and then people were so interested that we ended up doing switch collector volume one and that's kind of how jp and i started melding minds and playcasts it all starts from april fools heavy emphasis on the fools and with that being said fools uh we will see you next week bye have a good one